recording. Start streaming. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 15 of the Vols Deep podcast. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Vol Cave. Uh, we're live on just about every platform possible. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, still not TikTok, but uh, so share this out for us. Give us some likes if you don't care. I have Corbin, I have the Spur, and I have the Spank. How are y'all doing tonight? Fine and dandy and sweet as candy, baby. We were Vols Deep up in here. We're Eric Ainge days away from football time in Tennessee. I'm still the man with a plan that gets hard goers and spank can over here. And still, you're reigning and defending dual champion for tonight. That's right, just for tonight, for about another hour and a half. I'm gone a few shows in my little... Why'd you give that thing up to him already? I felt bad for him Saturday. Can't let him go over, pal. Yeah, he's had a bad week and, you know... uh, uh, charity. I gave him some charity. A charity. Okay. Yeah. I get. Got to help. The most combined help days in out. history as champion is right. Got to help a brother out. Well, look. Never fear, everybody, because the spank is here. We have a great show lined up uh, for you for this episode number fifteen. A lot of stuff to talk about this week. College football is here. Week zero this weekend. We have some games to watch, which means we have some games to predict during this episode. Uh, we also decided on last week's show that we're going to indeed do punishments each week for the loser of the predictions. Uh, the loser will draw his punishment out of a hat or a cup, whatever we choose, and um, they, the loser can either do that punishment or uh, they have to donate $25 to a charity of their choice. That's right. We forgot to mention that to Spanky. Spanky, yeah. when you lose every week, we got some punishments Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's, two, there's three of us here. So does that mean both of us got to do it? No, no, just the one loser. What? So if, if there's three people and there's one winner, that means there's two losers. No, there's no. four people. Here. Whoever comes well, in four. last. Whoever comes in last, so. okay. It's like fantasy football, son. Okay. Keep up, Spanky. I don't know how we're going to figure out who comes in last. So, so y'all got Spanky losing the most? Yeah, of course. Spanky's ready to eat some hot stuff, I believe. Ah, well, I'll just donate charity. <laughs> don't think I won't. I'll pull some money out of the spank bank, baby. I don't care. Uh, we're going to be doing another giveaway tonight towards the end of the show. Last week, we gave away some Tennessee versus Virginia football tickets in Nashville. A uh, big shout-out to Greg Tilly for winning those tickets. We're going to give away some, some baseball cards, decals, some vintage Tennessee football cards, and a Chick-fil-A gift card tonight. Um, so stick around for that. We want to wish Todd Helton a happy birthday. Tennessee baseball and football legend. Uh, definitely leaning towards the, the baseball category there. But uh, more than likely, we'll be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame very soon, in my opinion. Yep. Best baseball player to ever come out of Tennessee. I think he's a sure thing Hall of Famer. Uh, Josh Heupel has done it again. Uh, 
he got a slack there. We went like one week without having a big recruit that we got to talk about. But a big-time recruit that, that we'll get Vols deep into. We have some Tennessee football home yeah. game information. What? Information as well. <laughs> that, that didn't sound good. Uh, every, you got to get in there. You got to get, you gotta <laughs> nah. get deep into it. Uh, okay. Uh, Virginia head coach Tony Elliott had some interesting things to say when asked about an old uh, – Coaching vacancy at Tennessee. Um, we'll tell you what our athletic director, Danny White, had to say about this and our opinion on this. Um, we have our final Tennessee football predictions coming up as well. Where do we think Tennessee's floor and ceiling is in, in 2023? We'll have to keep track of this, too, and see how bad or good that, that each of us did. Um, we have our final – oh, I about said that again. As always, we, we, have, we have start, bench, cut. We have Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other. And as always, we have the duel. Corbin won last week's duel. How are you feeling about uh, being the champ again, Corbin? I'm the champ champ over here. I'm the only one with the title belt now. Spanky lost his, so. Not, not for long, Corbin. I'll come back oh, to you tonight. Gosh, I don't know if I can do, do this. I love all my viewers out there. I don't, I don't feel like touching you, oh but I'm coming God. after you. So y'all stick around for that. Uh, the duel, we, it's a fan vote thing now we've been doing for our live shows. We'll be right back with our recap. Share this out with your friends. Give us some likes. We're going to have a good time tonight. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Vol Daddy. I want to give a big shout-out to the Fairview Union. Great musicians, local people. Chad's from my hometown. They were gracious enough to let us use their music for our podcast. Make sure you check them out. They're huge Tennessee fans. You won't be disappointed. Let's hear them play. Man, you won't believe that roar When the boys find the checker for the big orange is back. It's a fact. Volunteers, where you at? Get loud, stand proud. Send a message to the crowd. Welcome back to episode 15 of the Vols Deep Podcast. Uh, we're live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Um, we're about to hit this week's recap. Let's start it off with some Tennessee football injury updates. Um, kind of negative news the last week or so, but uh, Coach Heupel updated the media yesterday and let them know that uh, the most of the guys that were banged up are back. Um, he believes they will be pretty much fully healthy by week one. So, great news if, uh, if you're a Tennessee fan for the depth chart. Yeah, uh, bumps and bruises are going to happen. It, it's college football. It's, it's a rough sport. But uh, I think it says a lot about our strength and conditioning because just a few short years ago, we were having them drop left and right. And now, uh, you know, so far we haven't been bitten by the injury bug too bad. Yeah, it's the first time, I would say, probably since the early 2000s that Tennessee. Let's, let's, let's not jinx this. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just talking depth. Y'all um, Luke, knock on wood, pal. Oh, I'm knocking. But uh, we're young, but we're deep. Um, I don't know. Every team's going to lose players. But even when Butch was here, like, he recruited at a high level. But anything after that first string, we was just – we was screwed well, after I, that. I, I did see that there's a uh, rival SEC team in Georgia who lost a running back today for the season. And their starting running back now has some Achilles problems. So, uh you know, it's not just Tennessee that goes through this. Everybody does. And their quarterback looks like uh, Napoleon Dynamite, so <laughs> we might be we might be all right. Uh, Troy and Monica on YouTube say hey in the chat. Oh, hey. What is up? 
Welcome uh, Josh Burnett and Dylan Van, a couple of friends of mine that's watching on Facebook. Cofield Dylan Van? I believe so. What's up, Dylan? Uh, yeah, I'm not having any Facebook chat pull up on my end, but... Where are you people at? Come uh, on. Speaking of Josh Heupel, he's done it again. He's landed another five-star um, defensive end, or, or edge as they call him now, uh, right out of Nick Saban's backyard, uh, Mr. Jordan Ross. It's a huge pickup. Caught me by surprise, and as we've been saying, we're four and five stars over and over now. Yeah, six, four and a half, 225 pounds right now. He's still got another year of high school to go. Um, 247 has him as the number one player in the state of Alabama. Everyone else, every other recruiting service has him as a top five player in the state of Alabama. Out of Birmingham, um, top 25 player in the nation. That's all position groups combined. Um, this dude's a freak, so I don't know. It's exciting to, to go into Nick Saban's backyard and, and steal this dude. Um, everyone offered him. His top four was uh, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia and Florida. And did you all see him troll Florida in his his commitment yeah, video? He pulled the hat trick. He pulled the hat trick. He went to put a Florida hat on and said, uh, this don't what feel right or uh, some, something of that nature, and then put a Tennessee hat on. So, You know, all these recruits that choosing Tennessee are, are talking about how Tennessee felt like home. And, you know, it's cliche. You hear it from other schools as well, but I believe the atmosphere in Knoxville is tremendous right now. I think it's great because – We've been we're building right now. We're still building. We're not where we was, but we're still building. Like, and you can say, "Oh, Tennessee's been building for all these years," but we're actually building now compared to in the past. You got to keep building because the day that you quit building is what else you got left to do. We're, you always got to be building. We're, we're past the bricks. We're now using mortar and and we're, yeah. we're <laughs> top. We're we're not brick by brick anymore. And our players they do have five star hearts, but. They got some four and five stars. Yeah, we're not we're not just stacking the bricks anymore. Hey, Josh on Facebook says it's his first time uh, viewing our show. Josh, come October we'll have a segment on the Ice Bears as well. So we'll be talking about them every now and then. Yeah, thank you for watching, Josh. Um, I'd have to last ahead. year's twenty twenty three class was primarily defense. And then you look at this, you look at this class, and you got some studs coming in. And Josh Hoppel, I mean, he said that Tennessee will have an elite defense here, so. Um, so it's happening right in front of our eyes. Um, this, I mean, currently, uh, or the last time that I looked, puts Tennessee as the number six team in the country in 2024 recruiting rankings, both on on three and two, four, seven. The teams currently ahead of Tennessee are Georgia, which has 26 recruits. Ohio State has 21. Florida, which I don't know how, uh, that they're up there. They've got 22. And Alabama's got 18, and then you've got Florida State at 21, and Tennessee is right there at 20. So it's it's a good sign to see Tennessee's right there with the other ones, it's number wise, and it's not just we've signed 30 kids and <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you know it's great company to be a pond with. I mean, honestly, we're back in that elite company, so to speak, and hopefully it'll last for years to come. Uh, yeah, we're hanging like in there with the big like boys. That, the hopefully. 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 Yeah, I like that. That was Hopefully. Catchphrase. That's a, put it on a shirt. That ain't catchphrase Hopefully, you put yeah. it on Hashtag. a shirt. I look for Bama, though, to creep up to number one soon because they're sitting in the number four spot with only 18 recruits, and that's eight more or less than, than Georgia has right now. Um, I don't know how Florida is. Is it three? But I think that will change after the season uh, transpires. 
Um, yeah, give it time because especially after this season transpires for them, and then then they got next year to worry about. Heck, they might have a new coach by next year. Who knows? Be a lot of transferring going on in University of Florida. Deion Sanders is calling already. Uh, Michael, let's see. He says little spur here. Uh, James on the chat box from Facebook says, "Look what the catch brought in the spank." Lonnie Williams standing in the Facebook. First time yep. tuning in. Thank you coming on, Ronnie. Yeah, absolutely. Kimberly says, hey, guys, go Big Orange. Tommy's listening. What's up, Vols Deep Podcast? What's up, Tommy? Tammy Rice says she's watching. Thank you, Tammy. Let's see. Jonathan Hahn said this show is fire. You're I'd fire, you Jonathan. Ronnie, where else where you want to be? Then right uh, here, right now. Yeah, Ronnie Williams says first time tuning in. And Zach Moore says, hey, what's up, Zach? Uh, let's keep the Tennessee football recap news rolling. Virginia head coach. Tony Elliott and the Tennessee Athletic Director, Danny White. What an idiot. What an idiot. Uh, they've been in national news recently. Virginia head coach was asked about the Tennessee job opening uh, years ago. First of all, obviously, Tennessee is, in my opinion, one of the blue, bu- blue bloods, one of the top-tier programs in the country. When I evaluated it, there were a lot of positive things about it. It just wasn't the right time for me. So when it came down to it, I prayed about it, and I said I wanted the Lord, your spirit, to lead me in the direction he'd have me to go. So it was close, but at the end of the day, when I looked at the totality of everything, it just wasn't the right time or fit for me. I'm happy for Hypel, excited for him and what he's doing there. So then Danny White responded, interesting, I don't remember offering. Uh, <laughs> Got I, him. I ignored this the first time. I can't do it again. An interview doesn't constitute an offer. I interviewed several candidates. I offered one. So what are y'all's thoughts on, on this ordeal? Danny got him, but my Lord, yeah. I, and I'm not trying to be rude when I say this, but um, Lord ain't going to lead you in a direction that you ain't going. So I don't know. I mean, God bless Danny White. Yeah. <laughs> His, his no BS approach, I just, I just love it. Uh, uh, just not to steal a, a political catchphrase or anything, but Danny White is making Tennessee great again, and I'm all for it. This just Virginia trying to start some trash because I'm going to get the ass whooped <laughs> next Saturday. It, it does make the game a little more interesting. You know, this 45-point blowout we're about to see might be a little bit more fun. In the wrestling world, we call Danny White a shooter. That's what he did. To me, like, Get it's, him. It's, it's whatever, you know. It's not like the, the worst that we've heard. But if you're Danny White, I mean, number one, you don't want someone out here kind of hurting his brand and kind of the portfolio that he's kind of built. Mm-hmm. And then, two, you don't want Josh Heupel thinking that he was second, third choice. So you, you can't blame, you know, Danny for – especially after it, the, the it, second time. It may be a little bit of AD speech, but it's still what he needs to say and – just, just flat out call it like it is. Yeah, I mean, he, Danny White is one of us. Um, <laughs> at first, you didn't really see him doing stuff like this, but yeah, Danny, as Jonathan said in the comments, Danny dunked all over him. Um, Devin Dixon, what's up, Devin? You're my favorite. Uh, Matthew Dagley says that he's an idiot. Glad we didn't hire him. Um, what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it like could have been worse. We need a what an idiot segment of the week is what we need. We, we have that coming up, Florida, Alabama, or Georgia. You know, of course, we could get a little button that says dummy, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah we I don't do know. For me, the Virginia coach is just kind of trying to like build his ego a little bit. Like, yeah, I got I got offered there. You know, like, no, you didn't. Not to you, toot my own horn, but toot toot. So, did he at least get an interview? Yeah, he got he got an interview, but that, that was. Well, who that else they interview? Because you got to think if they're going to interview him, I'd like to see who else. Well, they interviewed several. Well, that Danny, I think, tried to not just hire Hot Like because that was his first choice, but he didn't want to make it look like yeah, make it obvious. Just, but he said he really couldn't find anybody better than better than Hopple. So, um, so do you think this adds any fuel to to the fire if you're Josh Hopple? I mean, is this going to add an extra touchdown through on at the end? Or I would. Hopple's not one to take his foot off the gas anyway. So right, yeah, he, he's not about saving. Uh, Probably. I think a little bit of jealousy on Tony Elliott's part. And we'll keep rolling with Tennessee football. They've released some information on game day, I guess, celebrations, you could say. September 30th, Tennessee will be having Champions Weekend. So Tennessee will honor teams or individuals who have won um, SEC or NCAA championships. Um, That's going to be the 2003-2013-1998 um, we're looking at 1993, 1983, and 1973. Um, this is going to be during the uh, South Carolina game. Take out a loan for tickets now. Yeah. It's, it's going to get expensive. It's always, always good to honor past athletes. Um, I'll, I'll, it's good seeing the, the VFLs come back, and especially like the last two years. Yeah, I was there last year for the Champions Night, and it was uh, pretty neat just to hear the names called and – and see uh, from the past decades, and there was there was hundreds of people on that field for that celebration of championships. They really were. There was a lot. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's it's great to see this. Like even the Al Wilson, you know, and it's, even the tailgates. Just seeing all the the former players actually want to want to come back and yeah. want to be a part of, of something that they kind of created. Um, speaking of coming back, Eric Berry, uh, he's going to be. Honored during the Texas A&M game, October fourteenth. They're retiring his jersey, or do uh, we know that yet? No, I haven't heard any jersey or retirement talk. Uh, I haven't talk. heard it, but I wouldn't be upset about it. I would not be upset if they if they did that either. When's the last time you've seen an Eric Berry appearance, though, or a picture, a video of Eric? It's been a minute. It's been a while it's since you've minute. seen anything about when him. When was so. the last time Tennessee retired a jersey? It'd be Peyton. I know. Didn't they do one before? Peyton was 04, wasn't he? 06 was the uh, people that uh, went to World War II. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That's true. I would say it would be them if I was guessing. I, guess I thought be. they did one in like 2012. Uh, but anyway, it's awesome to have Eric Berry back. Excited for this day. I'm going to have my, my camera ready, that's for sure. Uh, the homecoming game will be against Georgia. Just, just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I was we're, hoping. We're I, hey, pal. Uh, but remember that year it was like 2019 or something. We did do homecoming against Georgia. It was yeah. somewhere around in there. But uh, yeah, we'll be against U- UConn, uh, and then Vanderbilt on November 25th will be the salute to service day. It's going to recognize military veterans, first responders, uh, the pride of the Southland. Bam! We'll have a halftime performance uh, for them, a pregame flyover. Supposed to be some reenlistment ceremonies going on too at halftime. So that'll be very cool. Wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be awesome if we come out with like orange and white camo jerseys? <laughs> Think about that. Oh, it would, God, they would the fan. There would be fans that hated it. Like, yeah, they would. Yeah, you could like auction them off for like 
prisoners of war or, or something. Maybe just they, some sti- sideline, they still wouldn't like it. shirts, orange and white. That'd be cool. Or orange and white camo polos. Fans are losing their mind over the me posting them gray helmets like Tennessee's not warm since like 2015 or something. Uh, and at this time, it actually has a Smoky Mountains. In yeah. <laughs> Uh, three Tennessee football players have been named to the preseason All-SEC coaches team. Wide receiver Brew McCoy, center Cade Mays, and guard Javante Spragans have been selected by the coaches to make All-SEC this season. No big surprise. I was a little, a little surprised to see Spragans on the list and, and you know, not, not seeing maybe a Jalen Wright or even uh, Joe Milton could be represented. I'd like to see someone on the defensive side, uh, Aaron Beasley or Tyler Barron or someone like that. But, you know, we're, we're well represented on the preseason poll, and I'd say we'll have more come postseason. Yeah, it's great to see him recognized. But I'm like you. I think Beasley deserves it. Um, let's just hope they live up to it, and let's hope there's more than, than just them three. Um, Joe Milton has been named uh, as a Johnny Unitas Award candidate, another big uh, recognition for Tennessee quarterback Joe Milton. Um, let's do the damn thing, Joe. Let's uh, <laughs> let's, let's live up, let's live up to it. Uh, talk about it, be about it. Yeah, and today would be Kobe Bryant's birthday, so just wanted to mention cool. Kobe Bryant. Uh, love Kobe, one of my all-time favorites, especially as a kid. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to give a, a shout out to him. Then before we came on the uh, air tonight, we received word of the death of uh, wrestling legend uh, Terry Funk. Um, Pretty sad. He he had a long illness yeah. for a good while, and um, he he's probably up there at the pearly gates right now asking one of the angels to give him a chair or something. And, uh, remember, re- throw me a chair, and they throw all said, chair, throw me a chair. Yeah. Reginald Rutledge said, glad to hear you guys. I live in Texas, but we'll be in Knoxville a lot. I love my Vols. Very hyped up about the reemerge of the Vols. Thank you for listening. Thank you for commenting. People in Texas showing who's the real UT over here. That's right. Yeah, he knows who the real UT is. That's right. Uh, Travis says, Why Spank look like that? With that. A, with a throw up face. Man? Beautiful. Uh, Dennis said, Cooper Mays, not Cade. Did I say Cade? Uh, uh, probably so- did. That's twice now. Sorry if I did. Uh, but Leave anyway, him alone, people. Everybody knows. That's why we're live tonight. You never know what we're going to say. Uh, Bob Bozeman says he loves this show. Uh, last minute add in here, but uh, Tennessee announced that uh, they're going to be partnered with Food City. You can get your groceries at the game, Which people. has new naming rights agreement. The rebrand will be now be Thompson Bowling Arena at Food City Center. What are y'all's thoughts on this? Well, I'll say this. I understand why it's happening. And if you don't understand why, it's about money. It's it's all about money. That's That's the world nowadays. But I love how... They kept Thompson Bowling in there somewhat because, right. because, like the Lakers Arena Staples Center, ain't even Staples Center. It, they didn't keep that in there at all. It, which that was the sponsor also, but it was the Staples Center for like forty years. So, and now it's just the Crypto Arena or whatever. Like, I'm glad Thompson got to stay in there somewhat. I I have a strong suspicion it's going to be called the Food City Center for quite a while, and Thompson Bowling Arena is just going to kind of be on the back burner. However, please, whatever you do, University of Tennessee, do not touch the name Neyland Stadium. Yeah, they look, can't. it's happening. They, look, they can't that's touch. the world we live in, boys. Look, money talks. They won't. Money t- talks. I don't think they'll touch Neyland, no matter what. In my opinion, yeah, you can rename Lindsey Nelson Stadium to to whatever. That's where can. all these like yeah. 
the the rich people like the boxes come from. Right. You know, like that's I don't think they're gonna touch. Could anyone. you imagine? There's the already price, a lot. Of, there's already a lot of outrage about about Thompson Bow and Neyland. I mean, there would be people ready to. But twenty million dollars is twenty million dollars, and that could go a long ways to to making Thompson Bowling Food City Center the summit, whatever we want to call it, uh, one of the best arenas in the country. It already is, but it right. could already be better. Yeah, I mean, it's always going to be TBA. I, I mean. take. I'm is sorry, boys. I take the money and run. Is that all? Take that what, money. Is that all it was? We getting paid for that was a ten year deal for twenty million dollars. Uh huh. Yeah. Then they're gonna redo the score, the jumbo tron, get a new jumbo tron. Oh, the outside's a big deal too. They're gonna redo the outside because it is pretty. I, I just feel like outdated. that's kind of low. Pretty money. tragic. I mean, honestly, from what everybody else is getting paid for these arenas nowadays, even college. They had through, uh, they had Kentuckys on there. I think we, I can't remember exactly, but I know we're making more per year from Food City than Kentucky is with Because theirs. Food City is better than Kroger Field, by God. I mean, it's $2 million a year to put your sign on a, on a building. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's true. I mean, I mean, the inside really don't need that many upgrades. They are redoing the Jumbotron. The Jumbotron needs it. And working with the hockey team, I know that these Jumbotrons are, are a pain in the rear end because uh, I believe Tennessee installed their Jumbotron in 2008. During the Bruce Pearl days, and it was that way. And parts for those, you know, it's fifteen years old. You yeah. can't get parts for those. Uh, it's like buying a TV from fifteen years ago. You just can't fix yeah. it. Yeah, they don't make them to be replaceable. You know, um, right. maybe, maybe they do what Kentucky does with Kroger Field and football. You walk up and you get free groceries. Like I, vouchers. I think that bothers me more than anything about this is we can't really make fun of, oh. of Kentucky and Kroger I'll no more. I'll tell you a little secret about the Knoxville Civic Coliseum. They installed. LED computer lighting system in there back about 10 years ago, and it was great. It's all great until the company that installed it went bankrupt, and now the computer program is set to what it's set, and it can't be changed. They don't make them like they used to anymore. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. Marty says on Facebook, says, let's go. Go Vols. Devin says, Spank, we'll do anything for 20 bucks. Devin, I'm going to keep that in mind. <laughs> I'm going to keep that in mind on this, on this bucks, commercial break bro. right here. All right, we'll be back. We've got Start Bench Cut. Stick with us. Big Orange Concrete Pumping. They can accommodate any residential or commercial concrete project that you may have in mind. They have one of the biggest line pumps in the state. They take a lot of pride in their work, and they're waiting on your phone call today. Their number is 865 371 3367. Whether you're pumping noise and kneeling or pumping concrete, make sure you roll with the big orange. That's big orange concrete pumping. 865 371 3367. All right, LI brought in Start Bench Cut. We're doing our first main talking point of the day presented by Big Orange Concrete Pumping. Taylor Jones with Big Orange Concrete Pumping, has been doing this type of work for a very long time. He has one of the biggest lime pumps in the state, so make sure you reach out to Big Orange Concrete Pumping for any of your concrete needs. Um, Y'all ready to get Vols deep? Let's get in there. Let's do it. Uh, Random string of questions uh, that that will kind of go into our second talking point, which will be our final predictions. Um, What is your floor for the 2023 Tennessee Volunteers? Spank, it's go on ahead, you. Go, go ahead, Spank. Yeah, man, I got my nut. But the floor, honestly, the floor's not winning the game. Like, that that's my honest opinion. Like, what is the floor? Like, I know you 
Tennessee fans, if we don't win ten games or more, they're going to be pissed. But that's something that just got realized that just because we don't, you know, do what we did last year, don't mean it's a failure. You know, I hate being negative uh, when it comes to the Vols and especially this season. But realistically, injuries can happen. The floor is seven and five, Luke. Uh, and in order for that floor to happen, I feel like there'd have to be some terrible luck to fall upon us. You know, our, our third-string quarterback, let's be honest, is a preferred walk-on. So if the unimaginable happened and Joe Milton went down and Io Maliava went down for some reason, then we're looking at a walk-on as our starting quarterback. And even then, I still think we're deep enough and good enough to win seven games. I spoke made great, great points, but I don't agree with the seven and five ordeal. I think the floor is a nine and three on the season. Even with injuries, we could have Nico come in. You know, I hate to do it, but it could happen, and it could be the greatest thing ever. You never know. But I, I hope that point don't happen. So I'm going to say nine and three is our floor. Nine and three is what I wanted to go with initially, uh, but I'm going to meet you two in the middle, and I'm going to go eight and four as the and floor. Like I said, I went worst case scenario. Yeah, that, me too. That's, many, many injuries. Butch Jones injuries. Yeah, that, that's that's injuries pile up. That's you know some negative things go our way. Maybe maybe a loss or two, last minute or something, um, some freak play. But yeah, so we're all pretty close. Besides Spanky saying the floor is losing them all. It is, we're not, that's the floor. The floor is the bottom. If we spanky, lose all of them, that's, that's spanky, the bottom. I, I think we can fall asleep and beat Austin P. Well, I'm just – look, he asked what the floor was. The floor is the bottom. So, I, I was just answering the question. And then let's turn that into uh, what is the ceiling for the Tennessee The sky is team. the limit. For this team, the sky is the limit. Uh, to me, the ceiling is 15 and 0. That's the ceiling. Spur. Hey, simply put, it's a national championship. 15-0. Uh, and I truly believe it's possible. Uh, you know, nobody, and, and I mean nobody, wants to play the Vols this year. They're all looking at us. They don't want to play against their offense. And uh, if Josh Heupel's quote about having an elite defense is anywhere near remotely true, then watch out for the Vols because the national championship is available and we're coming after it. I'm be realistic. I think 11 and 1, 10 and 2 uh, is a ceiling. We're still rebuilding. Like, still getting the recruits in, still trying to build this team up. Honestly, uh, I do believe history repeats itself like it did with Peyton Manning back in the day and going out the next year, winning the national championship. I hope that does happen. I mean, I do believe history repeats itself, but I just don't know if we're championship ready, but we're going to be damn close for it. Why not? Why, why not us? That, that's right. the thing we got to – why not us? Yeah, I'm going to agree with Spanky. Why not us? You why know, not? 11 and 1 and making the playoffs could get us into the national championship picture. I mean, it could. Yeah, 11 and 1 could. No doubt about it. I just – I, th I, I think we have one loss this year, and I think it's a BS loss. You know what I mean? About like South Carolina last year. Listen, Cooper, we was we was one game away from the playoffs last year. We beat South Carolina. We're in the playoffs, and I believe we were better than TCU. I believe we're playing for the national championship. Oh, we were definitely better than better than TCU. It would be, it would have been a shootout in my opinion, yeah. but um, yeah, I think I think the ceiling is a national championship. Also, um, we seen what Josh Heupel could do last year. We lost a lot, but we also brought back a lot. I think that we in the SEC we brought back more lettered players than anybody else. Um, we have way more depth than we did last year. If we're healthy, I don't know if that I don't know if there is a ceiling really. 
Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say Sealand's national championship as well. Uh, what position group are you most worried about going into the season? Uh, the main one for me is the offensive line. Just because we ain't got, you know, a for sure uh, front five like that we know 100% is going to start. Uh, and that that's going to be the biggest concern. But now this one might be out there, and y'all might look at me funny for this, but this, I just want you to think about this one for a minute. Quarterback. Just think about it for a minute. Because Joe, yes, Joe has done some great things. He has. But what happens if the pre- – because, look, the expectation's way up here. What happens if the expectation that's being on the field ain't producing? What that That's the thing that kind of concerns me is – how is he going to handle the pressure and how is he going to handle everything else? Because, yes, uh, he came in with the bowl game last year, last game of the year, firing off the wall. But the consistency of every single week being at that high level to, to perform in front of a fan base who is one of the most, hate to say it, controversial fan bases out there. Look, when you are doing good, you are good. But when you start sliding off, oh, Katie, bar the door. So I, I just wonder if he can keep that consistency all year long. I'm going to have to go with uh, special teams because we still got a lot of question marks in that category at the moment. I, I mean, could see that, yeah. I, I mean, a kicker and a punter, we really don't. There's no information pretty much out there about it at the moment on our special teams. So yeah, We've just not got to, you know, got to see it. So, yeah, I could, I could see that. Yeah, and I'm going to have to go against that and go with the secondary. You know, we ranked 127 out of 131 Division One teams last year in the secondary. Uh, granted, we was on the field a whole lot more than any other team because with our style offense, our defense plays a ton of snaps. Uh, but we need to be better at uh, limiting big plays for our opponents. Uh, and until we answer those questions, that's, that's my big concern is what, what do we have in our secondary backfield. You got a point we got to get off the field on yep. third yeah. down. You got to get off that field. Yeah, performance-wise, I'm rolling with Spur. Uh, it's got to be the position that we've we've struggled with the last two years. It's defensive backs and, and secondary. I'm excited to see them though. Oh, I am we've too. got we got a lot of, you know, we're healthy. We're not playing walk-ons, you know, against Alabama. They got the job done. Don't get, I'm not knocking them, but University of Tennessee shouldn't be having to, you know, play play our walk-ons against Alabama. Uh, but depth. That category, I would probably go offensive line mm-hmm. um, just because we're solid, but you know, I don't know how deep we are at, like, tackle, you know. So, um, and, like, right now, even with Cooper, you know, I don't, I don't really see him playing against Virginia. I mean, it's possible, but, I mean, there's kind of a panic right now within the media of just, you know, what are we going to do? Cooper's not, you know, so now we're – so I don't know. But, yeah, for me, that would be my second. And, look, I'm not saying that Joe Milton will do bad either. I'm just curious about how the pressure – like, you know, just – just it's going to be a different pressure than what he's used to. Oh, yeah, I mean, I want to see him – And I think he'll do good, but it's just something that you got to look at. You know, Coach Hopple said that Il Malyal is ready to, quote, shine now. That's what he said. So, he's ready, and and he's Hopple doesn't give – he doesn't give out praise unless it's warranted. So, if he says Il Molly, I was ready to shine if he's needed, then I, I, I believe Coach Hoffel. Yeah, I believe him too. I'm ready to see – and I'm not, I'm not really doubting Joe, but I want to see him – I want to see him in the swamp. I want to yep. see him third and seven and that place going crazy. I want to see how he Let's reacts. Let's see how he reacts in yeah. hostile well, the, environments. The, the, way you, the way you say that, 
no many times in the past, in yeah. the past 15 years, it's always come down to the swamp is your proving game. Right. You you prove yourself in the swamp. If if you do if you do good, you're a starting quarterback. If you don't do good, you ain't the starting quarterback. That's the fact of the matter about it. And everybody's high on us. Just I'm scared to death. I'm scared to death, of Florida. Just because you could put Vanderbilt in Florida uniforms and they're going to play as good. And that's why we're going down there, Luke. Oh, we're. We're going to win, but I You know I what the nervous. old ball coach used to always say about the swamp? Mm-hmm. Only Gators get out alive, but I think this year volunteers might get out alive. We'll, we, time will tell. Might it's not be missing be a shoe and a hat, but we'll get out alive, and they're known. I'm bringing bail money. Uh, what position group <laughs> are you least concerned with going into this season? Uh, to me, wide receivers. I think we got enough depth there that I think we'll be pretty okay. I was going to say wide receivers as well. We got we have four NFL quality wide receivers, but since Spanky went ahead and mentioned it, I'm going to go a different route and say running backs. I think we're just as deep at, at running back as we are wide receiver. We have two uh, solid starters that could play anywhere in the country at running back. I got the same both them. I mean, we're very deep and quarterback too. I mean, honestly, if Milton was go down like an injury was happening, it's not like it's the end of the world. So. Yeah, I had the same. I, for, it's kind of a toss-up between wide receivers and running backs. Uh, I'm going to go wide receivers. Just so many of them, man. Like, we could have three go down, and we're still we're fine. At uh, wide receivers, we're like Oprah with uh, new cars. Whatever, you get a new car. You get a new car. Wide receiver, you, baby. We're back. Uh, I think no matter what, with our depth and, and uh, Coach Pope, I think we're going to be great at wide receiver. Um. I didn't. I didn't have this on the list, but what would be a disappointment for you as a fan? Like record-wise, season turns bad. At what point are you just completely disappointed? Losing to Florida, Alabama, and Georgia. Them three, all three. Losing to all three. That's where my disappointment would be, uh, and not making a New Year's New Year Six ball game. I want to go somewhere warm, have a lot of fun. I'm ready for somewhere cold right now. Yeah, but at the time, yeah, warm would be nice. I think uh, losing to Florida would be a nail in the coffin straight off. I mean, we got the momentum going in this year to actually to beat Florida in Gainesville, and that's only happened how many times, handful of times in history that we've been able to do that. Losing to Georgia, Alabama also, I'd understand them, but if we lost to Florida and then – Say we lost like somebody else due to some BS or something happened, man, that'd be kicking the. So it's not really about record; it's just who we lose to. Is that yeah. okay? Yeah, oh, I could I could see that completely. So what I if mean, we? There's, what, there's been years, Luke, where I'd have been happy if we went three and seven and beat Florida, Alabama, and Georgia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Screw the rest of it. No, not this year though. It's a great day to be volunteer. I agree. Luke. We always gotta be happy. Got smile, have fun, baby. Be positive. Uh, Dennis on YouTube says nine and three is the floor. Twelve and zero is the ceiling. Um, agree with you, Dennis. I, I'm right there in the same ballpark. Uh, Dennis also says a lot of seniors on this team. No reason we can't compete for the title. Hundred percent agree with you there too. Kelsey on YouTube says Valdati's hat is on absolute point. Agree, Spur. We added a lot of depth, but we still got to see production. Kelsey also said. Uh, we cannot lose to Florida with our schedule. And I, I agree, man. I, I think this is the year that we – I mean, we you know, obviously beat them last year, but this is the year that we 
We make a statement. We get the we get our own little streak going. And Josh said that we need to find someone with a Power T tattoo, like his Ice Bears logo that's on his back. And I've I've told him I said we've got we got the Josh Hopple tattoo right we've here. We got with a us. Josh Hopple tattoo by God. But Spur, it's time for you to get a tattoo. Well, when we do that live show at Oxblood Tattoo, that that'll be today. We have to set that up soon. I'll, I'll get with him and we'll set that up. All right, thank y'all for for listening. Um, to our first main talking point of the day. We're going to take a short break, just about a minute or so, and uh, we're going to have Start Bench Cut coming your way. We've also got a giveaway coming, uh, so stick with us. We'll be right back. Since July of 2021, our student-athletes have capitalized on so many NIL opportunities that have been presented to them. Those opportunities exist because of the power of all nations. When you combine the most passionate fan base in the country with the city of Knoxville and our great state, you create the nation's number one NIL destination for student athletes. There's no better place for our players to build their brands than right here at Tennessee. I encourage all of you to support and donate to Spire Sports and Our Lady Ball Booster Collective. These collectives are here to serve our student athletes the right way in our community. To get involved, please scan this QR code now. It's been an incredible fall for our program, and we are just scratching the surface of what we can accomplish. Let's all do our part to ensure that Tennessee continues to lead the way in name, image, and likeness. Go Big Orange. We're live, baby, in color. All right, welcome back to episode 15. We're live from the Vols Deep Man Cave. We hope hope you're having a great Wednesday night. Thank you, Uh, guys. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. He's going to take the belt with him. No, but I'm taking it from him later. We should hide it from him, rib him. Share this out for us. Slap that like button for us. We truly appreciate it. Um, next, we have start, bench, cut. How this works is I'll give a question. We have to rank our answers in order from first to last. Start being one and cut being last. Are y'all ready? We're ready. Hey, put that cigarette out over there. Oh. <laughs> Corbin's back. He, he didn't run. Question one. Start bench cut, Corbin. I had to, I had to pee. I stand to pee. I don't squat to pee like Spanky. Ah, oh, that's a good one. Great. Uh, Getting balls deep in here now. Joe on Facebook says, hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Joe? All right. Start bench cut, question one. Which former Tennessee head football coach would you like to see the Netflix series Untold do, do a series on? Derek Dooley, Jeremy Pruitt, or Lane Kiffin? Mine first. We, we got to know what was in them bags or what kind of bags they're in. I'm going with Jeremy Pruitt first. I think there's a lot of – I think there's a lot of in-depth in that one. There could be some good uh, things we ain't – some stories we've not heard from in that one. Uh, then the next one, probably Lane Kiffin because, you know, I'm kind of curious how all that went down just that night in Knoxville where he just leaves town and everything. I think last would be Dooley because – I. Now, if we were going to do a documentary about what went on inside that man's head, <laughs> now that could be very interesting. But all Dooley had was in orange britches. So I'm going to start Lane Kiffin. The the amount of energy that was you know, on campus during that short time that Lane was with us and then his untimely leaving the Vols was uh, a story of 40 ages. Uh, I'm going to bench Derek Dooley. Simply because, like Spank said, 
what was going on in that man's head? And I'm going to cut Jeremy Pruitt because I don't ever want to see Jeremy Pruitt ever again, period. Well, we don't have to, Jerry don't have to be on it. We can just, everybody can talk about him. I would have to start uh, Jeremy Pruitt just based off everything he's done, all the allegations and stuff. It's a pretty interesting story. Like cash and McDonald's bags, stuff Heard like that. Chick-fil-A. It's Lord's Chicken. Ch- yeah, Chick-fil-A. expensive food, trust me. Uh, Ben Schlang Kiffin, because I would like to know, like, the night that he left us, like, it would be pretty interesting. Like, I may be going to bed that night. We had a head coach waking up the next morning, and he was in the USC. And that, that's the – say Dooley's story. No, no, you oh. got Jerry Dooley. You're drinking up. Okay. Uh, Dooley. Uh, cut, cut him. He's born. Like, like I remember being, like, when he was coaching, it was just, it was like a boring time in Tennessee. Like, it was standardized Tennessee football, like as standard as you got. Like, seven and five, eight and four, maybe eight and four, six and six. Like, oh, he's got the orange pants out here. Like, I, I don't know. It just, it was a bad time. That was part of the, that was the lowest point of Tennessee football. I will say that. Yeah, I'm going to start, <clears throat> I'm going to start Lane Kiffin, I think. I mean, he regrets leaving so much. I mean, he, he said still, it. He, he still loves Knoxville. He, he's obsessed with Tennessee. He was young, obviously. But, look, it helped him grow, in my opinion. It, it did, but it shouldn't have happened to us. But uh, that whole night was crazy. Might bring some, some comfort to some people, maybe. So, I would like to see a documentary made on Lane first. I'm going to cut Jeremy Pruitt, although it kind of feels like we already had a documentary made about him with all the media uh, headlines and articles. And well, we just need it all together for, you know, the people yeah. that can't read out there. Uh, yeah, especially for Jeremy. He's probably still trying to figure out what happened to. And then I'm going to have to cut Derek Dooley. I'm just not interested in this idiot at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense to me. The man messed up Justin Hunter and Cordell Patterson. He should not be praised for anything. Yeah, imagine imagine Hopple. Same same with with uh, but just imagine Hopple with some of these players that oh, have come right. in. Uh, man, it's sickening, really. Hey, uh, we've got the players now as well. Today is uh, Chris Fowler's sixty first birthday. Start bench cut. These college game day hosts: Kirk Herbstreak, Desmond Howard, Chris Fowler. Well, Fowl- Fowler, he he's the top dog to me. Number one. I'm going to start him all day long. He's the voice of your Saturday mornings. He is the man that I don't – this is going to sound weird, but if I was going to have a man wake me up in the morning, it's going to be Chris Fowler on Saturday mornings after a long night of high school football, waking up college game day. That's how your Saturday morning after the tw- After the 20 bucks, that's who he wants waking up by him. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Kurt Herbstreet, um, he, he says some pretty, you know, poor – Polarizing, sorry. Mm-hmm. Long night. I'm very tired. The humidity's getting to me. But he said some pretty polarizing things about Tennessee or whatever. He's a big Buckeye guy. I get it. But he he is also one of them uh, standards in college football. And last but not least, well, I'd go least, uh, Desmond Howard. Like, dude kind of gets on my nerves a little bit with his laugh and always talking about Michigan. He always has to th- throw something Michigan in. It, it it gets sickening after a while. I'm going to start Cut Hope Street. I mean, when I think of game day, I think of Reese Davis, 
Lake Corso, Cuthope Street. He's Pat been there. Oh, Pat McAfee. I love Pat McAfee. Chris, Pat, Chris Fowler was the reason. He was the first game. I was going to put Pat on here, but I knew what most of our answers would be. Oh, so. yeah. Hey, Pat brings the Pat hype, man. Pat knows my name, people. He knows me. He knows my name. He, he autographed me uh, his autograph on a bush light can. Well, that's all you had <laughs> at the time, wasn't <laughs> But uh, I guess uh, Chris Fowler, you bench him. I mean, like Spanky said, he is – he's a great – he's a great, like – Host, lead in, whatever you want to call him. Like, he knows how to do TV. He's very good at what he does. He's a worker, pal. Desmond Hurd, he, he ain't been that long. I think 10 years from now, Desmond, he, he can be something special game day. He, he'll be one of those names you look at and be like, oh, I'm tuning in game day. Desmond Hurd's going to be there. You know what I mean? I don't know anybody turning on the channel to see Desmond Hurd. I. I I'm I'm kind of agreeing with Corbin here. I I start Kirk Herbstreet. Yeah, he he says a lot of uh, polarizing things about Tennessee. He never seems to pick the Vols to win, but he is a staple on College Game Day, and and I still love hearing his knowledge. He's also great behind the booth doing play by play. Uh, I enjoy his calls. Uh, I'm going to bench Chris Fowler, and it's like Spanky said, he's he's who you want to wake up to in here on Saturday morning. And just like you two, I'm going to cut Desmond Howard, but. If I had to choose, I would probably start Pat McAfee over any of them. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pat, Pat is mm -hmm. – he's lit it up big time. I'm, I'm going to start Chris Fowler. I enjoy hearing him quite a bit. I'm pretty critical of, of these talking heads, so mm -hmm. I really like Chris Fowler. Um, I'm going to bench Desmond Howard. He does throw a lot of Michigan stuff out there. He's a little bit biased, but I really hate Kirk Herbstreit. Hey, Kirk Herbstreit. Um, He's such a crybaby, man. He's all the time Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State. He threw a lot of Tennessee jabs out there. Even even this year, he threw some jabs. And, and you know that may be uh, why I like him because it just fires me up that much more. I mean, he threw he, he threw a lot Puts of a little piss in your vinegar, yeah, don't? Yeah, he threw a lot of you know a lot of stuff in Tennessee's uh, locker room this year and stuff. So yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Kirk at all. Um, number three, we are currently ten days away from Tennessee football. Start bench cut these Tennessee quarterbacks who wore number 10, Eric Ainge, Bobby Scott, Tony Robinson. Um, first, I'm going to go with the man that won us the 1995 Sugar Bowl. Tony Robinson, baby. Um, you know, he was he was electric from watching all the old film of Tony. Like, it, it was just must-see TV then. Then, uh, number two, uh, one of the top – and I, I guess we consider old Vol Daddy over here one of them too, one of the top leading media guys for Tennessee Vol, Eric Ains. And uh, then number three, I'm going to go with uh, Bobby Scott for cut. Hate to do it, but you got to do it. Uh, it's almost diddle for me. I t start Tony Robinson. Uh, I'll be talking about him a little bit later on the Jersey Countdown. But uh, he gets my start. He did win the Sugar Bowl with the Vols back in 95. He had a little 85. run in 85. He yeah, did have a little bit of – had a little bit of personal issues later on in his life, but uh, straightened himself out. I'm going to bench Eric Ainge. Uh, he's solely responsible for one of my uh, favorite moments of all time in Neyland Stadium, and I'm going to cut Bobby Scott, and it's probably more because I'm before my time. Yeah, before my time. Yeah. I'm going to start Eric Ainge, and uh, here in a bit I'll tell you why on my uh, Jersey countdown, but he is a tremendous – he was a tremendous quarterback at Tennessee. A lot of people forget – what he'd done at the University of Tennessee. 
last uh, player to take us quarterback take us the SEC championship in 2007 versus LSU, and they said the best for Bobby Scott and Tony Robertson. So, yeah, I'm gonna base mine. And it's probably not fair, but I'm gonna base mine kind of you know based off my age. So don't judge me too hard, but I'm gonna start Eric Ainge as well. I mean, great quarterback, great guy. Um, I don't know, good comment. You know, I don't know. I like Ainge. I, I really liked him as a kid. Tony Robinson, I'm going to bench him. Uh, his highlights are great. It's amazing on the football field. I don't really think he gets a whole lot of credit for what he did do, but I think uh, the personal issues might have something to do with that maybe. Um, and then I'm going to cut Bobby Scott. No disrespect. Amazing quarterback. Um, start bench cut. These cereals. Here we go, Spank. Food right up your alley, baby. Medicine when I ain't. I'll, I'll, I'll go on a cornet right here in a minute. Yeah, try, try to keep it a little oh, bit. Boy. Try to keep it a little bit low. Uh, um, let's see. Fruit Loops, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Lucky Charms. I'm cutting every one of them. Cutting all of them. I hate, cutting all of them. I hate cereal. I have a bad childhood what? experience with cereal. One time, a babysitter force-feed me to eat cereal, and I didn't like it. And ever since then, I've been traumatized. I don't like that crunchy feeling, and then with putting the milk in there with it. It's like, is it a liquid or is it a solid? I don't like it at all. It's like pencil shavings and all cereal. If you're going to eat breakfast, you eat breakfast like a man with some bacon, eggs, sausage, biscuits, all that. Pancakes, too. Cut all the cereal. That was not the answer I expected. I hate cereal. Uh, yeah, I, I hate it. If I had to either eat nothing or eat cereal, I would eat Don't nothing. Don't you dare knock Fruity Pebbles. I hate cereal. I hate it. Well, since Spank ain't going to give us an answer, I'm going to start Fruit Loops, even though the food coloring in Fruit Loops is probably terrible for my health. I'm going to bench Cinnamon Toast Crunch because I love cinnamon and sugar and all that good stuff. And I'm not a big fan of marshmallows, so Lucky Charms gets my cut. It makes me sick y'all talking about cereal. Like it makes me want to just throw up. I, well, I'll tell you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna base this off the cereal boys that you get in the little bee packets, because I ate like fucking, freaking four. I, I said freaking. Calm down, pal. I four of them a day. He's shit. But uh, Fruit Loops is number one in that category. Lucky Charms is number two, and then Senator Toast Crunch don't even make them, so you got to cut them. <laughs> I'm going to start with Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And th- this depends on my mood. Like, if I, most days, if I walk in, open the cabinet, all three of these are in there. I'm going to start with Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I'm going to bench uh, Fruit Loops, and I'm cutting Lucky Charms. You can just reach in and grab a handful of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and it'd be good that way. No, just a good snack. Yeah. yeah, what about cereal without milk? Uh, so I don't want spicy. any of it. I'm not eating it. All right, our final start bench cut question. You've, ne- we'll, you've we'll never get... you never sat and ate like a bag of Frosted Flakes no. while you're watching a baseball no. game? No. Never. Un-American. Yeah. That babysitter ruined it for me as a child. Uh, tomorrow is Dave Chappelle's birthday. Start bench cut. These stand-up comedians. Chris Rock, Cat Williams, Dave Chappelle. I'm telling you, this was a tough one. Um, number one, Dave Chappelle. There's not a man out there more funnier than Dave Chappelle. Um, there, there might be a couple. Theo Vaughn, to me, uh, right now, he, he's up there. Uh, but uh, Dave yeah, Chappelle, funny. 
I love Cat Williams. I love Cat Williams. I hate to bench him, but I just got to. And last but not least, Chris Rock, you know, he um, he needs to just learn to keep people's names out of their mouth, whatever. But I'm kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. I was wondering if he was. No, I'm kidding. But I uh, hate to do it, Chris Rock, but got to do it. That, that's the right order for the exact same reason. Dave Chappelle, possibly the greatest comedian of, of our lifetimes, no doubt. Dave Chappelle's show was the yeah, best. Yeah. And he was a pioneer for for comedy in, in the new age. Wanna bench Cat Williams and cut Chris Rock. I got a different order. I got uh Cat Williams uh Stuart. He's he's made me laugh so much I can't even say on air because we'll be canceled in two seconds for his kind of jokes. But uh Dave Chappelle, he'd be a, a bench. He's so great. And Chris Rock, he's – I like Chris Rock. He's funny, but then again, he's hes more corny than the rest of them. To- Toby Brown. <laughs> Toby Brown. I'm going to start Dave Chappelle as well. My kind of comedy, he's just hilarious. Nobody's safe <laughs> with Dave Chappelle. And then I'm going to i am gonna bench Cat uh, Williams. Uh, again, he's, he's hilarious. And then nothing against Chris Rock, but in my opinion, he don't really hold a handle to the other two. Um, just my opinion. I'm going to hit some of the comments here. Will Smith would appreciate us. Will Smith, yeah. Yeah, he would. <laughs> we, got, we got a duel going on in the comments here a little bit. So, and I, I don't know I'm just now, shooting. I'm just checking the comments on this. Uh, I'm going to start at a random spot. Ronnie Williams says, I'm a fan. You guys are awesome. Thank you, Ronnie. Uh, Christopher says, the Florida game will set the tone to our season. I have a good feeling about this year. Um, let's see. Oh, Coach Ryan Jackson, love him or hate him, Butch Jones was a great coach. Oh, my God. Ryan, that's the dumbest thing you've ever said. I think he was a good recruiter, recruiter. a good motivator. motivator. Head coach in the SEC was over over his head, I believe. He's struggling at Central Arkansas right now. He's at Arkansas State, not Central. Arkansas State, one of them schools. It is not the same. Arkansas State I actually respect as a team. All right, let's see. Uh, Josh asks, what team do you think Tennessee is most likely to look past next week? Oh, look past to the next week and struggle with. Austin Austin P, A&M, or Missouri. Each of those are the week before Florida, Alabama, Georgia. My guess would be Missouri, especially if we take out Alabama and undefeated two weeks before Georgia. I, I, think, I think Josh may be talking about Texas San Antonio being the one we would overlook because okay. that's the one that we've talked about here in, on this podcast. That's the one that, that scares me. It's right in between Florida and South Carolina. Yeah, for sure. UTSA, that's one we're gonna, we'll talk about too in our next main talking point is, is kind of the schedule breakdown. Is that the team Corbin gets all hot and heavy about? Them, them no, and you, but UTSA is a very, very good Which program. one's the one you get all hot and heavy about? The Miners. The, the Miners, yeah. God, yeah, you're a coal miner's daughter, ain't you? Loretta Lynn. He is all about some minors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get his canceled. <laughs> uh, that was Start oh, Bench Cut, a very fun segment and one of my personal favorites. We'll have our second main talking point of the day next. St- <laughs> stick around. We have a giveaway coming up towards the end of the show. We're going to give away some cool items for whoever answers the trivia question right. We'll be right back. Megan's Cleaning Services is here to meet all of your home cleaning needs. 
from a basic clean to a deep clean, from a one-time clean to a bi-weekly clean. Megan's Cleaning Service is here for you. We provide residential, commercial, and rental cleanings for the best prices. Serving Knox, Anderson, Scott, Roan, and Morgan counties, give me a like on my Facebook page. My phone number is 423-539-7266. Again, that's Megan's Cleaning Services at 423-539-7266. Thank you. All right, and we're back. Going to hit the comment box real quick one more time before we get into our second main talking point. Reg on said, Luke, we definitely have to meet each other when I come to Rocky Top. You're a crazy man, and I love it. The passion is incredible. For sure, we'll have to tailgate. Is that, is that the one that's wanting to tailgate all the time? No, no. Luke's a Tennessee man. What's that dude that wants to tailgate all the time? Like, yeah, Florida man. He needs to let us know about We've got, oh, He sent me a message if it's the same one you're talking about. Uh, Ricky Lick said, Spanky got the wrong color. Orange on. I got the winning color. Spanky wow. had uh, Spanky had a comment about being a Florida fan earlier too. Uh, Dustin Gold says Bernie Mac. That is another good one that uh, Bernie Mac could be yes. talked about. Or Eddie Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy's a good one too. All right, uh, I got one because uh, Coach Ryan Jackson said while we had Butch, we had one of the greatest teams that we had had in the last fifteen years. You still want to say I'm stupid? That's okay. Debatable. What coach was better than Butch in the last 15 years? Uh, Heupel. <laughs> Other than Heupel, because I'm that's a given. Well, when look, look, I hate to say this, don't cancel me now, Tennessee people. Look here, when you're a turd, you're a turd. So it, it's hard well, to kind of. Well, he could he could recruit, and like if you look at Butch, I mean, like we went off kind of about that 16 team last year, all the players they had. I mean. Derek Barnett, Alvin Kamara, Josh Dobbs, Jalen Hurd, yeah, Josh Malone. Ain't no Josh way you can Smith, go to the Music City Bowl with just that Brothers, team. Uh, Jalen Hurd's Maven. I mean, we was Cam Sutton. We was loaded, man. Todd Kelly Jr., and he still couldn't. I mean, Kamara barely seen the field until her quit the team. Uh, he could recruit, but he couldn't coach because if anybody else had that team in 16, they would have done something with it. They wouldn't have. Uh, I mean, you beat Florida and Georgia and then still managed to lose – the East somehow that is pure coaching. When Butch said, "We're the champions of life," champions of life, that, five that, star hearts. That that's what I remember from Butch. Energy vampires. But he could recruit. I'll give oh, him he that. Could he, he could he's recruit. A, he's, a, he's an amazing I, recruit. I have, he, could, he could. He couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't win games. But he twenty sixteen year, great year. But had some flaws in the year. Flaws we shouldn't have had. And it goes right back, you know. Talent won us those games that we did win. I, more, yeah. more than the coaching. And he, he was a great recruiter. We've, we've said it numerous times on this show already. But once, once the the crack was open, then it snowballed really quick, and then we seen how poor of a right. job that Butch was actually doing on the field, and it showed. Yeah. Recruiting is only one aspect of it. The on the field product, once it started going down, went down in a hurry. I got I got an inside source from two friends of mine who were in the program then, and I'll tell you the players didn't respect Butch. They didn't like him. Yeah, he was a different person as soon as that red dot on that camera came off. Yeah, and we're not yeah, nobody's calling you dumb, Ryan. We're just we we have a sponsor on this show that knows all too well about that. Yeah, yeah, we're nobody's calling you dumb, but I mean you're I would definitely take Butch over Pruitt or uh, <laughs> uh, Dooley, but. Yeah, he's he's just not. 
I was a believer in Pruitt. I, I was a believer in Butch for a while. I was believing Butch, but I was a believer in Pruitt too. Dooley, oh. Dooley, I was never a believer in. I mean, Kiffin, at the time, I was a believer oh, in. Oh, Kiffin, hundred percent. I was on the line train, baby. Uh, all right, second main talking point presented by Trident Hydro Clean. Uh, thank you for sponsoring this segment. Uh, live, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Make sure you share it out for us. Hit the like button for us. Uh, let's give our final Tennessee preseason predictions. We need to document this, and I'll do that as we go so we can see how bad or good we did at the end of the year. So we'll go, let's go down the schedule. Game one, Virginia in Nashville, Nissan Stadium, home of the Titans. Tennessee wins that one. I think everybody here got that down. Yep. Vols make a statement. Huge win, 62-13. Oh. Uh, I don't know what a uh, – what is that point favorite right now? Right now it's 17 and a half. 17 and a half. Oh, is it? Okay. I heard it was 28. It, it was like 22-26 uh, the other day. So, it's going to be Virginia. Of course. I mean, not Virginia, but Tennessee, of course, but – all right, so all dubs there. Uh, it is 28. I was told wrong earlier today. It could have changed. It always changed. Was, it didn't change that it, much. It changed uh, after uh, the Virginia coach made them comments. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Austin P. That's a dub right there. That's a, that's a big Vols by 50 one. Yeah, that's that's a Nico Elamaliava playing the whole second half. Vols 59-7. Tennessee. Game three. We've got Florida on the road in the swamp. Tennessee hasn't won here in 20 years. Tennessee 27, Florida 24. The streak is over, and it's not even close. Vols roll 49 to 20. Ooh, I love that one. I like it. Tennessee, uh, I'm going to say it's going to be closer than what you think, just like I've said in the, on here before. It don't matter if Tennessee's the biggest dog crap team they are and Florida's the best or Florida's the best team and Tennessee's the biggest dog crap team. It's still going to be a close game because that's how they play each other. But Tennessee's going to win. I'm yeah. sorry. This is a different Tennessee team. This is not the Tennessee of the past. This is the Tennessee of the now. And we're going to walk Tell into them, the Spur. swamp and beat them by 29 points. Tell yeah, I, th I think it should have got ugly last year. I think Hop just kind of let off the gas. and I think he's learned. I think he learned a lesson. There. Um, so, I, I'm nervous about this one. I'm like Corbin. I think it might be a little bit closer than what everybody's thinking. Um, I don't know how close, but Tennessee definitely breaks the streak. Um, so, all right. So, so far, Tennessee is 3-0, and according to all of us. Game four, a game pretty much everybody's overlooking, in my opinion, the Roadrunners of Texas-San Antonio. Oh, yeah, overlooking, uh, yeah. Uh, UTSA is a really good football program. It's gonna be it's gonna be closer than what people think. People think so. UTSA is gonna be a forty-nine nothing blowout or something like that. They, they, they are not a team that walks in and does that. They they every time they play an SEC school or they go play like an ACC or a Big Ten or whoever, they always play competitive. And they've actually had some wins against these bigger programs come out. I mean that's just UT, UTSA has not even been a team since like 2010, 2011 when they created the football program. And they've done so much come Division One so quickly and been able to compete. They are no, nobody look over. We're going to win the game, of course. We're going to win the game. But at the end of the day, it ain't going to be no 49 nothing blowout like everybody thinks it is. 
Wait, Spike. I don't know what I don't know what else to say. Look, Corbin, you say it ain't gonna be. I say it's gonna be Vols Buffetti. You know, it's a scary matchup. Uh, I'm gonna give you a spoiler alert. You want to make some money? Take the over in that game. Take the over. I got the Vols winning 54-38. All wins uh, on this one too. I think Tennessee wins pretty comfortable, but I think for about two quarters. Yeah. You know, UTS. We'll still be watching at halftime. Yeah, for sure. All right. Game Corey might not, but he might be passed up. Game five, South Carolina in Neyland Stadium. Down go the cocks, baby. It's revenge. It's time for some revenge, and it's time to run the score up. 60 to 31. Yeah, this year we're going to beat South Carolina. Uh, they've had a lot. They've got a lot of problems going on down there at the moment. So, they don't know a, like half the, who's starting and all that. So, I don't think South Carolina's going to be like they should be this year, like they say they're going to be. Uh, their fans going to hype it up to be like, oh, they're going to beat us. But they're going to walk into Neyland and it's going to be – I'll say this, South Carolina get beat worse than UTSA does. I want to know this. What's the most points scored in a Tennessee football game? What's the highest points? Uh, SEC game would be 63 last year against Missouri. Yeah. Well, guess what? Why don't we just put 70 on them? Why not? Run them out. Let them go back home and drink some of that dirty murder water. I think that would. Ha- I think it could be like seven seconds left, and as Josh Hobble can kick a field goal, he's going to kick a. F- you know, and he's we're going to. Are we going to run a fake field goal of one second left up by seventy? I would love it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I got you. I got, I got you. Spike. I got Tennessee oh, winning big. Uh, Josh Hopple, the the players, the staff, they they remember last year. And I think Josh Heupel bends Shane Beamer over, and I think he claps some cheeks for him. Um, game six, Texas A&M at Neyland Stadium. Johnny Manziel ain't there. So, all I got to say is go Vols. I, I think this could be the game of the year. Uh, Texas A&M has a ton of talent. Uh, they're, there's they're no, no secret about that. They have they have the talent. It's a, And you don't want to see a team like that coming into your – home territory, especially if you're undefeated and, and ranked in the top six or seven in the country at the time. But I still had the Vols winning a close one, a real close one, 38-34. Suppose had it best, but uh, got Tennessee winning too, of course. But A&M, it will be a tougher matchup than some of the others so far. Yeah, I think I think A&M is going to be better than what people think. Like Spurs said, the roster is loaded. I mean, they are – I mean, they handpicked and bought whatever they wanted there a couple years ago. So, but we'll see uh, how Jimbo and uh, Paterno or whatever his name is uh, <laughs> collide together. But, yeah, t- Tennessee they they win this game. Texas A&M plays Bama the week before this. Oh. And Tennessee's on a bye week before Texas A&M. So I think I think Tennessee hand, you well, know handles business. Uh, with uh, Texas A&M, who do they play before us in the schedule? Like. What can Alabama. they be? They got they got they Alabama. Just, they just said it, I know, but but who else? Like, uh, I'm not sure who else. I feel they like don't care what they're doing. It don't matter what they're doing. Well, the only thing that matters is they roll up in that bus and give all the paying customers in Neyland Stadium that day a show. No, I'm saying Jimbo and Texas A&M could walk up and be like a two lost team. Oh, it's very possible. Um, it's very. Possible. I won't go that far now. Uh, after last year, I wouldn't put anything past. <laughs> but, all right, so six games in, halfway point. We're all 6-0 and for the Tennessee Volunteers. 
Go ahead, Tommy. Yeah, uh, A&M's got some tough competition before they play us. They got Auburn, Hugh Freeze, Arkansas, and Miami, Florida. The real, the real Miami and Alabama. The real Miami, the real yeah. okay. Miami. The U, not Miami. The and uh, the real Miami, they're gonna, the, the, they'll win that game. Should win that game. I mean, should Battle win that game. Battle of Adidas. Yeah, I think Auburn's gonna be better than what people think too. Uh, that's off point, but I think Hugh's gonna surprise some people. All right, so halfway in, we're all six and zero for Tennessee, and then we go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Six and one. You got a so Spanky's got a loss. I do. I, I've said it before. I'm gonna keep consistency. We're we're either losing to one of the two. I rather I rather beat Georgia. I'm gonna say it right now. It's the continuation of the fall of saving. Uh, make it two in a row and a brand new streak. The Vols are gonna win this one, forty to thirty-five. I agree with uh, Spoh. I think it will go into Alabama. It'll be a close game. It'll be a tough game. Nail biter. Uh, we're going to win this game. I believe it too. I believe we're going to win this game. I really do. Uh, we have to. We have to win this game to back up next or last year. We have to. Tough game. It's going to be close. Uh, I'm taking my orange color glasses off. I'm going to have to side with Spanky. I think Tennessee loses its first game of the season here. It's it's like this, Luke. Uh, and, uh, well, my whole thing was this year. I said Tennessee's going to lose or they're going to they're split between Alabama and Georgia. And I don't know if it's just the fact that I want to beat Georgia so bad I can't stand it or what. But I think uh, I think Tennessee's going to drop drop this one to Alabama. You know, we, we I just mentioned earlier that it's a new Tennessee, so we shouldn't look at historical facts or whatever. But if you look back into the Tennessee and Alabama history, you see a lot of win streaks yeah. and losing streaks. So it's time to start our own winning streak against Alabama. We have the first one. The second one is this year. I, ho- I mean, I'll, I'll eat that crow. 15 in a row. The whole we'll be- time, man. I, 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 I think it's going to be close. I mean, Josh Heupel gave Saban all he wanted year one until we just – and we was 40 players down, man, on the roster. So, we ran out of gas, and that's whenever whenever Bama pulled ahead. Plus, we had, like, 100 penalty yards in the first half. I want to see us make Saban put him on camera on TV, put his head down, taking that damn headset off. Yeah. And just being like, man, we just lost to Tennessee again. I want to see us do him like we did Spurrier, because Spurrier was losing his mind whenever whenever we was beating him. Okay, so um, game eight, Kentucky Wildcats in Lexington. Tennessee, bounce back game. They're going to be some pissed off volunteers. We're going to show Kentucky why Food City's better than Kroger. <laughs> That's right. I don't believe in Kentucky. I've never believed in Kentucky, and I still don't believe in Kentucky. Uh, we're going to make our neighbors to Norfolk weak again, just like the Florida score 49 to 20. Oh, yeah, we'll be in Kentucky, no doubt. Hope they give me some free groceries when I'm up there, like a voucher. Now, could could you all see this as as a trap game if we, beat Al- if, if we beat Alabama? We can't walk out. Like the big head. Like coming off the high. Yeah, that's uh. He knows about that. Yeah. 
It you could see it as a track. I could see it. I mean, I do believe, like I can say, we're going to win all these games, but there is going to be one game that's going to be like a BS game that they may not win, but they could pull out a win on us. And and you mentioned it earlier, Kentucky's coming off a bye when they play us. Yeah, so it's I think it, I think it falls in a a tough spot for Tennessee. But I think Tennessee wins. Um, Josh Heupel's handled Stoops just fine, and I think that uh, I don't know. We we might make Kentucky look better than what they are, but I think we'll come out with a with You know, a win. Kentucky's got the the big transfer quarterback, but he's got to go through SEC football before he even gets to Tennessee. Hundred percent agree. In game nine, we've got UConn at home, homecoming. That one's an easy one. Just like Pat Summit used to do, we're gonna beat them Huskies. Yeah, it's Cakewalk City. We're gonna do a circle drill at halftime and win fifty-five to ten. Poor UConn. I remember when UConn used to be like not good at football, but like decent, decent, yeah. decent enough to like make something of themselves. It's probably back whenever NCAA football was out on on. Well, heck, you know, we're going to win, but, uh, you know, UConn ain't even a part of a, div- a conference right now. They're, they're independent by well, themselves. Well, teams ain't even a part of a conference now. Look out west. No, there's just five teams currently independent, currently going this year, currently independent in football. So, and UConn's one of them. And that's just crazy to me because UConn is a part of a – are they the uh, – they change so much anymore, you can't even keep up with them in basketball. they're the Americans. The American Conference? I believe so. See, they went from the Big East to the ACC to the American Conference, back to the Big East, to the CUSA. So, that's it. I'm just talking basketball out there, but it's just crazy that they're not in the conference to be UConn. It is, it is wild. Uh, yeah, I've got, a, uh, I've got an easy win here, too, for homecoming. 12 o'clock game, we'll get out of there. Around 3 o'clock or so, and uh, and we'll be good to go. The good uh, thing about that week is uh, there'll probably be a big-time, prime-time matchup that week weekend we can catch later in the day. Hell yeah, go by Calhoun's or something and, and see what's going on. Game 10, Missouri at Missouri. Missouri's been talking all this crap, think they're going to be something else this year. Like, you and Missouri, the coach is talking that crap about Tennessee a few weeks ago. And here we go. Missouri, you're going to get – it's at Missouri, ain't it? Yeah, it's yes. at Missouri. Been at Missouri Stadium. Great stadium. But the team, <laughs> it's going to be like 7-5 and five this year in the SEC, maybe 6-6. Six and six. Sorry. It, it's going to be cold. 43-12 Tennessee. Oh, that's a that's – we're putting 60-something on them back-to-back years. It's too cold. I don't know. I was up there that one cold year. It was like, I remember that morning I woke up, it was snowing. And then as the day went on, it didn't get warmer. It got colder. And it was like 22 degrees in the stands. Because I remember I was trying to, like, drink to stay warm. And you couldn't <laughs> drink enough to stay warm in that stadium that night. Missouri Stadium's about like my other co-hosts here. Oh, can you hear me? My Missouri Stadium's about like my other two co-hosts here. Something exciting you think you've always wanted to try, then you go try it, and then it's like, ah, I don't want to do that again. I will say this. Missouri has a pretty nice stadium. It is, it's it's nicer than some places I've been. So you was calling a, a potential upset here, Spanky. I was. Earlier. Are you still I was. I'm that? still I'm still putting it as a trap game. 
I'm telling you that that stadium environment of the deadness and dullness, it'll get to them. But you're you right got, before Georgia. But you got us winning, right? Yeah, I got us winning. Okay. I got to worry about that one. Here's the big one: uh, Georgia at Neyland Stadium. Glory, glory, hallelujah! I got the Vols in that one. Are we going to score in the field? I don't know. We can get in big trouble for it. I wouldn't do it, people. But you can't stop that many people. That's all I got to say. They can't stop all of us. This is so hard. If we're unbeaten, if we're unbeaten coming into this game, then it could very well be number one versus number two. Uh, what does Georgia have at quarterback? We still don't know. What does Georgia have at running back? We still don't know. Uh, let's be honest, though. Stetson Bennett was clutch for Georgia the last couple of seasons, and they're just going to put someone else in that spot. Uh, I think it's going to come down to the wire, uh, but I'm afraid we're still just a tiny step behind Georgia. So I'm going to say that, that Tennessee falls to Georgia in a, in a close game, and we go to a well at that point eight or nine and one. I think there's two ways about this game. I think uh, if we beat Alabama, come in in Georgia undefeated, we lose to Georgia. If we lose to Alabama, we come in, we beat Georgia. I think that's how it's going to go. I think honestly, we'll lose one of them. I agree. We're gonna we're gonna lose one of them. I think that's how it'll fall though. That that Alabama game will be key to what holds the Georgia game. Hope not, but Georgia did lose the running back earlier today for the season. And they just decided to quarterback Saturday. So, so you've got – do you have Tennessee beating Georgia? Just because I said Alabama's going down, yeah, I got us beating Georgia. Especially with everything coming out today. And uh, they don't know – like Georgia's not going to be the Georgia this year that they was in the past, I don't think. No, they've, lost, they've lost too many players. They're definitely not three-peating. Game of the week, uh, possible game of the year. College game day is going to be here. Shoot. SEC Network will be there. Vols Deep. Podcast will be there. Uh, Everybody's going to be there. The SEC East Championship should be on the line this week, uh, looking looking ahead. It, hey, it's, it's to, this simple. Call your mama, call your daddy, call your granny, and get your fanny down to Neyland Stadium, people, to see the dogs get beat by the Vols. Yeah, I've got, I've got the Vols winning too. I think, uh, I think we whooped the ugly mutts in in Neyland Stadium, and I think Tennessee goes to Atlanta. With that being said, I've got Tennessee beating Vanderbilt week twelve. What about you all? I don't. I think we can yeah. all three agree right here. We can say it on count three: one, two, three. Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, they're they're it delayed. Over puts there. us at eleven and one and into the playoffs. All right, so Corbin has them going 11 and 1. Spur has them going 11 and 1. Spanky has them going 11 and 1. 11 and 1. And I have them going 11. I don't think it matters who we lose to. Imagine that. If we all go to 11 and if we go 11 and 1, we're all going to be thrilled. But here's the thing. Some of us here have us going 11 and 1 and having a game right after Vanderbilt. Well, some of us have it going 11 and 1 but losing a West game in the process. Kelsey from YouTube says we punch our tickets to Atlanta this year, boys. Mark it down. I agree, Kelsey. I, I'm. I'd hate to be in that Atlanta. Super trip. optimistic, Matthew. 
on Facebook says we got the Aussie kicker dude. He's a beast. He is a beast, and apparently he is hilarious. And apparently all Tennessee fans are going to fall in love with this dude when we get to see him punt. Hopefully we don't get to see him too much, though. Uh, Any other comments I'm missing? I'm, you, I'm, you know, personal uh, conversation with, with Coach Ryan Jackson, you know. Yeah, I, I said it was a dumb take about Butch Jones. And, I got you. And I, I still stick with it. Ryan's not dumb by any means because he's, he's a great guy, a great coach himself. He's saying that we were in the top ten when Butch Jones was the coach, and he won a national championship with Alabama the next year after we fired him. I want to say as a uh, he analyst. An analyst. I don't he think he had a whole yeah. lot to do with that national championship. He was, he was handing out the, uh, like the water bottles and stuff like that to him. Yeah. Kind of like Spanky. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, do you know how much some water boys get paid? <laughs> All right. So that. That, was, that was our second main talking point of the day. We have the duel coming up. We have Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other coming up. We have the Jersey Countdown. And we also have a nice giveaway coming your way next right after these messages. Trident HydroClean, your exterior home cleaning professionals, house, roof, driveway, concrete, gutters, and much more. Trident HydroClean, 865-363-8815. They've been in business for five years, and they have a five-star Google rating and a five-star Facebook rating. Call Jacob today. Give your house, driveway, and or patio the care it deserves. 100% satisfaction guarantee. See the difference between a professional and amateur cleaning. That's 865-363-8815. All right, and we're back. Champ ain't even here, guys. Corbin disappeared again. He ain't even here. You know, that, that should be something to the viewing people, at least me and... The spur here. We're here and on time for you people. He, he took his belt and ran. He did. What's he afraid of? He's afraid of everything. He he he's afraid of the uh, the police officers when they're behind him because they know he's getting a DUI. What's that noise? What's what's that smell? I yeah. Mm. I don't I don't know if that's musk or it smells like Tennessee skunk. River in here. Uh, Jake Davis, yeah, Jake Davis on Facebook says we're beating Georgia. Oh good lord, oh good lord, hundred percent. Oh, oh my god, the champ is here, the only champ, the two-time champ, the most oh, days combined as champ, the oh, greatest damn. of all time. I'm the only one over here dressed for football season. Come on with it, cause it's hot outside. My lord, pal. Calm down. Where have you been, losing to Coke Kazana and Wrestling? Oh, yeah, that's cute, huh? Well, guess what? I was laughing all the way to the bank. You had two belts, and you lost and both you, of them. you was the drunk sitting on the front row as I'm laying there in that ring, and I look over, and I'm thinking, what the hell is he doing? He's trying to get in the ring. And you know what? You spent $20 on a Kirk Kazana shirt that I threw in the crowd. Coke Kazana's the man with the plan. Yeah, yeah, I, I bet he is. Bet he is. He had to jump on the spanking stew crew bandwagon just to get relevant around. You had to buy like a belt. Else. You had to buy a belt to be a champion. He lost that I didn't belt. Buy it. I won a tournament down in Mexico, and you know this. Uh, he's only got the belt over here beside me because I let him have it last week. Charity. That belt ain't even Tennessee orange, pal. And you're holding it. <laughs> At least I don't got Sheramock. 
I should say something right there. That's because you're too big. Hey, yeah, I'm too big, baby. Hey, the women's <laughs> pet men's regret. Got the love handles, baby. This is peak male performance right here. I'm the greatest. That's all that matters. Thank you to all my fans out there that's going to vote for me tonight. Oh, I appreciate every one of you. I love you and all to death. You are the greatest, sexiest dang things I've ever saw. Can't uh, can we just get to the question so I can beat these two? We have the duel presented by Premier Excavation. We've got the Spank. We've got the Spur. We've got the champion, Corbin. Uh, they're going to battle it out over a few tough questions. The listeners in the comments, let me know who you think wins the duel. And that's, that's who we're going to crown the champion. Question number one. Which game this weekend, week zero of college football, are you looking forward to watching the most? Well, I'll tell you what, the champ goes first because I am the greatest over here, unlike the spank. No, go ahead. Say the main event for last, pal. Jerk the curtain. UTEP versus Jacksonville State. UTEP's going to walk into Jacksonville State. They got head coach Dana Dibble, who's in his eighth year with UTEP. He's going to take his quarterback, Gavin Haddison. And they're going to go and win the first bowl game in UTEP history since 1967, starting week zero. I think the best game of, the, of week zero may be Ohio and San Diego State. Uh, Ohio's got returning quarterback uh, Curtis Rourke, who threw for over 300 or 3,000 yards last year. And, and San Diego State has a pretty stout defense, so that'll be a good contrast. But the game I'm looking forward to the most in week zero is Hawaii at Vanderbilt. And I'll tell you why I'm looking forward to Hawaii and Vanderbilt. Because I can't wait to laugh at how terrible that Vanderbilt Stadium looks. It's going to be the laughing stock of college football. And you know they're going to talk about it. You know they're going to talk about it. All 3,172 Vanderbilt fans are going to be there in that crappy-ass stadium. Well, you see, I'm going with the more traditional – Old school out here. You got all these other cupcake matchups with the cupcake teams. But I'm looking at this. Notre Dame. I'm looking at week zero. Okay. Notre looking, Dame. Look, you can say. Cupcake all season. Hey, shut up. I'm talking. I didn't interrupt you, so I don't want to be interrupted. So shut your mouth before I come over there and smack you across the face and make you a face that your mama don't even like you no more. I'm training with Coke Santa. call me back. He's teaching me everything. But I'm looking at this from a historical aspect. Notre Dame and Navy. Two of college football's premier names. Sorry, I struggle. I'm getting all hot and bothered here. But two of the top teams. He's when scared. you think of college He's football, you think of Notre Dame. You think of Navy with that offense. Notre Dame with the tradition. Look, you ain't got to like them. I don't like Notre Dame. That's why I'm, I'm going to pick Navy for this one. Because how could you root against the armed forces? And The game's in Ireland. The game's in Ireland right there. Notre Dame had to go to Ireland because that's where their fans are because – them people over there, they don't watch college football. All they know is Notre Dame and the Fight Night. That's right. They don't know college football, so why in the world are we having a game over there? Well, uh, look, NBC and viewership, pal. Sorry, there's big money there. These right. two guys are pathetic over here, I'm telling you what. <laughs> UTEP is like something else. UTEP look, we is, got the Russians hacking us right here in the comments. UTEP is no, awesome. Look, seriously, look in the comments. Someone's putting that Egyptian language right there. Do not click that link, Luke. Do not click it. I ain't clicking no link. Don't click that. It, but you said San Diego State. It's San Diego State. I'm sorry. I didn't San know Diego you became State. pure. Yeah. When was the last time someone could understand what you say on this show anyway? All right, question number two. Does Joe Milton pass Peyton Manning 
and set the single-season record for passing yards this season? You know, here's my take on it. I would love to see it. And I think the way the offense and how much we throw the ball, I think he could do it. I really do. But I'm sorry, Joe. You know what? You know what? Screw it. Screw it. The way we throw the ball all over up and down the field, we're marching up and down the field every single time. Yes, he's going to do it. Yes, Peyton Manning, they won a lot of games, handing the ball off, running it, stalling the clock, running that clock out. No, we're going to be fast-paced. So you know what fast-paced means? More yards, more touchdowns. Joe Milton is doing it all the way. I would say yes, but there's one big caveat that we haven't even mentioned on this show too much lately. That's the new clock rules. And the new clock rules are probably going to limit the number of plays that Tennessee is going to get. Therefore, I think, point, I think that, that that record may be just a bit out of touch right now, but I do believe it's possible, and I do believe Joe Milton's the man that can do it. I think Josh Hoffman and will find a way to break that record. They'll find a way around the rule. Spoke made the best point out of all of it because the new clock rules is going to determine a lot of things in college football. It's going to change the whole game this year. It's going to be like an NFL game in kind of a way. The way it runs the clock after the Less first down. Except for the last two minutes. Except for the last two minutes. But I have this on my jersey countdown, but uh, Peyton Manning threw. No, it wasn't Peyton Manning. Come on, come on. Come on, champ. Come on, champ. Junior. Eric Ainge had 3,789 yards, and he trailed Peyton Manning. So that means we would have to have – Four thousand yards with Milton. That means you gotta have twenty-seven thousand. That's a lot of yards. That's about what four hundred yards a game. Hendon Hooker was like seven hundred away when he got hurt. Hendon Hooker more than likely would have. It'd be close. It'd have been close. Very close. They've been very close. I'll tell you this: if, if Hopple knew how close he was, they would break. They would break through. Because you gotta think, what it was two games left, wasn't it? I will two? say this. I will say this, if Joe Milton gets anywhere near Peyton Manning's uh, receiving yard or passing yards record, then Tennessee is a playoff-bound team. Yep. I agree with that one. All right, let us know in the comments who you think is winning the duel. Chandler Worley says they love Spanky. That's right. Everybody Question loves number spank. three, which Tennessee wide receiver will hit 1,000 yards first this season? Uh, I'm going to go with the lead man here, in my opinion, one of the top receivers we have on the team. I'm going with Brew McCoy. Now, look, I do think Squirrel White's going to – I think it's going to be a horse race, not a NASCAR race because you know how NASCAR, NASCARs go left turn. You know, horses, they, they go straight. But besides the point, it's going to be a neck-and-neck neck race between Brew McCoy, Squirrel, Squirrel White. Uh, that's who I think will get to 1,000 first. I'm curious what game they get it to. All right, Chip, you go next, I guess. You said, I got Boo McCoy, too, but how many games last year did Boo McCoy have with over 100 yards receiving? Three. You got it. The guy talking about it didn't get it. He's irrelevant. Because I, I'm letting you talk, brother. You know, I don't interrupt you. I went back and forth with this because my first pick was Brew McCoy. It's a tough question. But, but after doing some, some more digging and some research, it's Ramel Keaton. Ramel Keaton, believe it or not, was third on the team in receiving yards last year, only behind Hyatt and uh, – oh, gosh, drawing a blank already. But he had 31 catches, uh, 582 receiving yards, and he ranked 18.1 yards per reception last year. Uh, I believe Tennessee could have multiple 1,000-yard receivers, but the first one to do it this year will be Ramel Keaton. 
It's a good pick, Spark. It's a great pick. Remember, people, I'm dressed out in all Tennessee over here. I'm ready for game day. We have got 10 days till I'm in Nashville. Spoh's getting naked. Spanky's over there wearing Spanky I'm stuff. I'm wearing normal clothes. We have because a te- I don't need a gimmick. We have it. Okay. We have it. We the have a tennis. As soon as I came back on this show, the viewership went up. The comments went up. I don't need a gimmick, unlike you two. I'm just myself. All I need is myself, a microphone, and a camera to showcase all the world why I'm the best thing going, Corbin. I don't need no, no student kin hat. I don't need no fancy overalls. All I need is me, because I wake up with excellence. I'm the best thing out there, and you know it. That's why you do got share a mic. I'm sorry for anybody with AirPods in. I am taking up donations for maxi pads for Spanky over here. Will we stop arguing between each other and talk about facts again, guys? Well, this is a football show, not a damn wrestling show. You know. He got me worked up. Back brother. to Ramel Keaton. He's the only Tennessee star that played in all 13 games. So, you know, Rue McCoy, let's, let's hope that injuries don't happen. But Ramel Keaton's been healthy. He's still healthy. I, I believe he's going to be our number one receiver to start the year. He did have the most uh, receiving yards last year for Tennessee. All right, question number four. Other than Tennessee, which team has the best football entrance? Like college football, is College football. To me, there's a bunch of them out there. There is. But you go up to Virginia Tech, and you got inner Sandman playing. You got everybody jumping around. Them players are touching that rock. Oh, X, oh, my Lord. I, it's something I want to be a part of. I might be wearing a different shade of orange if I ever go to Virginia Tech. But I'm telling oh, I just you, ain't want, switching teams again. That, well, I'd wear Tennessee orange there, pal. Calm down. But, look, You're I want to. And shut up. I'm talking. Shut up. But I want to experience that inner Sandman, everybody just jumping up around. It, it's amazing. And I want it to be at night because at noon it's too hot to jump around. You know even who, you know who sings that song? Metallica. I'm impressed. Go ahead, Corbin. Oh, my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. Go oh. ahead. Yeah, he wasn't ready. Oh, I'll take Auburn. That war eagle flying in. That's badass, man. I'd love to go see it's that. It's the bird. You're talking about jumping up and down. I'm talking about an actual. I'm not talking about just jumping up and down. I'm talking about the entrance, the, the pageantry and all of it. You're talking about a. You're talking about just a bird. You're talking about a bum ass, a bum ass ACC school compared to a badass ACC school. It doesn't matter what they do school. after the entrance, brother. There, there is no pageantry with inner Sandman, although I do love their entrance. My answer is Oklahoma, with that stampede, the, the the cowboy wagon coming out, and the and the the horses. I love Oklahoma's entrance. I could hear Jim Ross in the background dancing to the song. Love it. It's awesome. That's tradition. Uh, here's my hot take. I'd rather prefer the Colorado Buffalo over the Oklahoma Sooner. Because that's a real too. buffalo out there running around. Not a horse and buggy. You, if you want to see a horse and buggy running around, go up to Deer Lodge. Are you saying it's not a real horse? I ain't saying it ain't a real horse, but if you want to see a horse and buggy, go to Deer Lodge. That's where the Amish are. Where else can you see a live buffalo? My papa's got some. You want to go see them? I bet. <laughs> I bet you got one out back too, brother. All right, final question of the duel. Vote in the comments. Who do you think is winning the duel? Who is your dark horse to win the SEC this year other than Tennessee? When you say dark horse, you mean unexpected, I'm assuming. Unexpected. No Georgia or Alabama. Hotty toddy, gosh almighty. 
I got Ole Miss. Look, they're going to be a sneaky team. You want a dark horse? You know, everybody could say that. that's what a dark horse is. You can laugh all you want. Everybody's predicting the four, either LSU, Bama, Georgia, Tennessee. It's not a dark horse if it's already projected. Learn what a dark horse means. No one's thinking about it. Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, returning. He might not be happy there, but he's still got some players there. Got a message the, from your daddy, Spank. He says the Spank is getting – Spunk. The dark That's horse hilarious. this year. The dark horse this year is scary to me because a dark horse this year is a team that may be the most loaded talent-wise from top to bottom and has a potential Hall of Fame coach in Jimbo Fisher. That is Texas A&M. Ooh, that is a that is a that's I mean, I mean that's a dark the, horse the talent, right there. The talent's there though. Let's throw it out the team that's going to be playing with all the heart this year. Mississippi State. Mississippi State ain't got a chance to win the West. No, brother. Mississippi State. No. I'm picking the Razorbacks over Mississippi State. Mississippi State has about as much of a chance to win the West as Butch Jones has a chance to coach in an SEC school again. (laughs) He might get Vandy Vandy or something. You never know. Hey, hey, he can help them build their stadium brick by brick. Brick by brick. (laughs) That's the best thing you've said all night, Spanky. Hit the comments, then we'll hit a break, and then when we come back, we'll name the winner. Uh, Robin Shelton's in here. What's up, Robin? Dalton says Spurs always thinking out of the box, outside the box. Major dub. Spur or Josh Jackson says Spur. James Russell says Spur. He says he hates the damn Irish. Everybody does. Uh, Josh Jackson says Virginia Tech. James Fair says Florida State. That's a pretty good I was, entrance. I was thinking Florida State there. That's a good entrance. Uh, James Russell says he's calling it now. Spurs winning. He says A&M gets the hop every freaking year. All right. We'll be right back and uh, one ounce the winner. Y'all vote in the comments. Do you have dreams about what your property could be? Whether it's driveways, ponds, septic, new home construction, or even forestry mulching. Let us earn your business and make your property dreams come true. Call Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you for supporting small businesses that support you. Again, that's Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. All right, and we're back. we still got some votes coming in on, on YouTube and stuff, so let's hit the jersey countdown, and then I'll come back and tally, tally these things up. Let's see what we got. I have one I was meaning to read, and I lost it. Which one was on? Let's see. Oh, Matthew Douglas says Spur wins. Caden says, no offense to Spanky, but looks like Spanky is a Florida fan, but he's sounding like a Virginia fan. Oh, my Lord. Do you people he's not f- understand what takes are? Matthew like, da- my Lord, you people so want to say I'm a Florida fan. Well, guess what? All you Tennessee fans, look, yeah, I've switched over. I'll admit it. But you wish you could be right here where I'm at. But guess what? You're not. So go ahead and just hate on. Just hate on. Keep commenting my name. Let me be relevant in your mind. Keep doing it. He's, get, he's, get, he's got hot flashes. He's Virginia, Florida, Tennessee. He needs some maxi pads, y'all. We'll My get Lord, a donation you box ask up. A question. Everybody thinks yeah. you're a fan. I, hey, I guess that means Spurs an Oklahoma fan. Uh, no, I'm not an Oklahoma fan. Okay, we'll but, see. But, I made a point. But Matthew Dagley had a good point just a minute ago when he said jump around in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. That's what I was about to read. Yep. Let's see. That was a good one. We've got a couple yeah. votes for Corbin coming in. 
That's because Corbin texting all his buddies. I am the greatest of all time. I thank all my fans out there. Vote for me all day, every day of the week. He's probably buying them miners alcohol. That's why they're voting for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Let's see. All right, we've got a tie right now. We hit the jersey countdown. Let me know in the comments who just won the duel. All right, Tennessee football, 10 days away today. Um, Saturday's show, we went all the way to number 14. So let's start at number 13. All-time jerseys, give us, a, give us a name. I got number 13. I got uh, Kevin. Uh, Spur, help me. Help me say this. I, I have I have Wartburg education. Help me. Say that last name. Zerker. Oh, Kevin Zerker, wide receiver, played from 1988 to 1998. Um, or 89, my bad. Mm. That Chick-fil-A got to me, bro. You know, I had the same number 13, Kevin Zerker. He's uh, – on top of a player at Tennessee, he's the longest tenured member of the Tennessee Athletics Executive Staff. He is the Associate Athletic Director of Facilities and Capital Projects and is very, very much responsible for all the renovations going on at Neyland Stadium. I got somebody who uh, actually left us at the end of his career, DeAndre uh, Johnson, but he was under pro it, so understandably so. Played in 40 games for us, SEC line, Defensive Linebacker of the Week one time. Played in 2017-2020. I'm going to go Terry Fair, defensive back, 1994 oh, to 1997. Amazing defensive back. Uh, only all-SEC player to wear, number 13. Not many. Uh, 163 tackles, two forced fumbles, 19 pass breaks up, breakups, and 11 interceptions. In his career. Also, just a great kick returner. Um, First-round draft pick, six seasons in the NFL. Number 12, who do you have, Spanky? I got um, – Microphone, I, big dog. Okay, sorry, pal. Um, but number 12, even though he transferred away from us, uh, I'm going with – because I could say Nico, and I know someone here else probably going to say Nico, but I'm going with uh, Quentin Dormady. Played from 2015 to 2017. He uh, – he finished out his career at Central Michigan, I believe. Uh, he was a quarterback battled from them times with the Butch. I took Randy Sanders, uh, the great Randy Sanders, you know, more for his coaching career than his playing career because he was the only coach to be a part of both the first and last BCS national champions as he was a, a offensive coordinator at UT and he was a quarterback's coach at, at Florida State. Uh, he led – Jameis Winston to be becoming the youngest Heisman Trophy winner of all time. I thought that was men too. Oh, well, okay. Jameis was younger. Okay. I took number 12 just out of a joke. Like, he's still playing in the NFL now for the Chicago Bears. Hell, I'll never know. But Nathan Peterman, I'll give him number 12 just because he had five yards and two interceptions against Florida. I mean, I remember watching the NFL game on TV uh, back a few years ago. And he's playing for the Buffalo Bills. He started and set an NFL record with five interceptions in the first half. Like, that's impressive. Very impressive. Very impressive. Good job, Nathan Peterman. Good job, man. I'm going to go Marcus Nash, wide receiver, 95-97. Wide receiver, you, baby. Uh, 177 receptions, 2,447 yards, 20 touchdowns, won the SEC championship his senior year. Another first-round draft pick. One of the best wide receivers in Tennessee history. Uh, number 11, I actually, there is a picture of me when I was a young boy. We do family pictures of me wearing a Tennessee number 11 jersey. That was for uh, Justin Hunter. 
Uh, Justin Hunter, a good wide receiver under Derek Dooley. Um, I hate that for him that we had his talent got wasted a little bit with old Dooley. But uh, number 11, Justin Hunter. Uh, also, I'm also going to give another, and I know somebody else will say it, but I want to say it first because I'm the spank. Uh, Josh Dobbs, which that's going to be the obvious for everybody. I took one of the greatest receivers in Tennessee history, the great Joey Kent. Played from 93 to 96. Uh, he held uh, records for career receptions, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns. Uh, on his career at Tennessee, he had 2,177 yards and 16 receiving touchdowns. I got Josh Dobbs, 2013-2016. Everybody knows old Astro Dobbs out there. He had 614 completed passes out of 999 pass attempts. He was one pass from 1,000. That's Something else. That is crazy. He had uh, 7,138 yards passing all time, 53 touchdowns. Still in the NFL. What did you say his final yard was? 900 and what? His his yards? Yeah. He said he was one pass on 1,000. Oh, yeah, he was uh, attempts. 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 One oh, pass Lord, Can we not can, – could someone just not let him throw a ball in a game or something? Like, my Lord. Shovel pass or something? Something. I'm going to go Jalen. Height. Uh, does he need an introduction after last year? No. But uh, Tennessee's only Blinnikoff winner, five touchdowns against Alabama. Legendary performance. Looking great in the pros. Uh, he'll forever be a, a Tennessee legend. Have you seen the story about him walking into the Alabama locker room pr- prior to the game? I wonder how true that I is. I have not seen that. There's, there's a story going around that Jalen Hyatt walked into the Alabama locker room prior to the Tennessee-Alabama game and told the Alabama players, strap them up, boys, it's going to be a long night. Well, I saw the same story, and it was actually uh, put on a Twitter X, whatever you want to call it now, by somebody that works with ESPN. So, Okay, that's awesome. If, if, uh, that's, that's, if that's true, that is. If that's true, that's just going in there and just swinging it and let her swing, baby. Got balls deep that time, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Number 10, who you got? I got, like we talked about earlier, and I'm, I know these guys are going to go more in depth with him, um, 1985 Sugar Bowl winner, Tony Robinson. Yeah, I also took Tony Robinson. Uh, he was a Sugar Bowl winner for Tennessee, but he was also a member of the Super Bowl champion Washington Redskins, where he played one game as a replacement quarterback due to the strike in the NFL at the time. Yeah, that's my favorite movie. Where he, yeah, he was uh, – Mentioned in the film, the replacements, uh, mm-hmm. he led the Redskins to a 13-7 upset win over the Cowboys, and by doing so, he was given a championship Super Bowl ring. I got Eric Ainge. Uh, has 72 touchdowns, 8,700 8, yards all-time at Tennessee. He holds the school record for 325 completions in one year in 2007. 3,789 yards in 2007, which only trolls Peyton Manning for one season. And he's a four-time SEC Offensive Player of the Week. Good pick. I'm going to go squirrel. Why? He's also – he led the SEC Championship in 2017. I remember watching that at Grandma's house. (laughs) Against LSU. It wasn't a good – wasn't a great game. Was you drinking at Grandma's house too? I was like – <laughs> do, you, do you think that and, would stop you? And he somehow beat Florida in 2004, one of the greatest games ever at Neyland Stadium. So, Squirrel Eye, sophomore. Uh, one of. Current player, huge stats last year as a true freshman. 
He's going to put up big numbers this year as well. Uh, excited for Squirrel White, and that, that's my that's my team. All right, so the winner of the duel by one vote is the Spur. Whoop! Give him my belt back. As long as Corb didn't win, I win. There you go. Good job, Spur. I'll give it Spur. The, the second two-time champion. I'll give it Spur all day. As long as the Spank don't get it, that's all that matters. Well, as long as you don't get it, I'm happy. You just keep awaiting. Coke Kazana has your number. I'm wearing checkered overalls in here next week. Here's some comments real fast. Um, Kimberly says she agrees on, on Nash. Uh, she said she read the story about Hyatt as well. Uh, Beth Flanagan says she loves Squirrel White so far. Kirk Kazana, man, you got 10 seconds to respond, and I'm cutting you off. I'm muting you. Coke's the greatest of all time. How's Spank feeling after Cofield? No response. No, I, the only response I got Four, is uh, wait three. till Jahawi Park, and you know when the spank ain't there, we'll see how that one goes. Uh, Matthew Dagley says on Facebook says Vols Deep podcast is the best thing going, except for the Eric Ains show. We'll take that compliment. Caden okay. uh, says Spanky is a Florida fan. Matthew okay. Dagley says nice generic comment, pal. <laughs> like good. Hey, good job, you keyboard warrior. Matthew good job, says pal. Tony Robinson still buys cars and has him service to his dealership. That's very cool. And uh, he says the Spur is the champ. That's right. I am the champ. So let's and, and Ron Ron Jackson still loves Butch Jones. You ain't changing that mind, are He's you? Not, no, I'm trying. Hey, look, it's not working. Look, you got to have respect for a man that's going to state his opinion. Oh, yeah. Get kicked for his opinion and still stating his opinion. I right. love him to death. He's my best friend in the world. But, well, that's but nice. I, I, just don't, I just don't like the coaching ability of Butch Jones. Great recruiter. Had a lot of bad luck with some injuries, but he, he couldn't recover from it. I wonder right. if we could bring him back as a recruiting coach. No, we cannot. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we don't want any of that juju. I'm playing, everybody. Uh, We're going to go ahead and hit Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other presented by C&D Tire in Oak Ridge. We're going to pick five crazy stories from out of state. Just reading the headline. And then uh, these three are going to guess which state that it happened in based off the headline. So story number five, uh, police arrested a woman who refused to pay 50 cents for plastic utensils. Florida. Kind of, what kind of plastic utensil are we talking about for the woman? Oh, my God. Uh, that's how you just uh, forks and knives and a spoon, if I was guessing. Oh, that's that's boring. That's got to be Alabama. They're pretty boring down there. This, this sounds like some kind of liberal crap in California, but let's do the traditional thing and pick Florida. It's happened in Alabama. Oh, uh, Lord. A woman dining right. at Waffle House refused to pay 50 cents for extra plastic utensils. I'd be pissed, too. Wait, wait. Waffle, that. Waffle, Waffle House, House charges 50 cents for utensils? They have rules in Alabama. Uh, she ended up tackled and on the ground by Alabama police officers. Uh, the father said that his daughter had dined at the establishment a week before and was given plastic utensils for free. Uh, she asked... Waffle House corporate phone number so she could call and, uh, I guess, have a formal complaint. And shortly after uh, the situation, she it turned hostile and, I guess, uh, 
Guess she got arrested. When does Waffle House use plastic tents? I remember one time I went, and we were like, can we have some silverware here? And they brought out a dirty uh, cup with some dirty water in it with your fork, spoons, and all that, and a rag that said, here, wash it. You don't go to Waffle House for the service, people. You go because it's open. She could have changed this whole scenario if she just had plastic utensils. And hey. Corbin. Corbin. Yeah, Cle- Corbin. Clear- clearly, the Waffle House challenge is on our list of punishments, correct? Sorry, say that again. Clearly, the Waffle House challenge has got to be on our list of punishments yes, at some point. Yes, it's got to be. What's the Waffle House challenge? Oh, you'll find out soon you'll enough, Spank. All right, story number two. Man arrested for stealing more than 70 pool floats from neighbors to have intercourse with them. Oh, that's Florida. That's Florida. That's Florida. That's Florida. Statistics say these crazy things happening. Four out of five of these is going to be Florida, so we already know the next ones. I'll try to change it up a little bit this time, but uh, it is Florida. Uh, Hamilton, Florida Florida man was caught having, uh, I'm going to say, intercourse with uh, a pool float by the side of the road. He was arrested. All right, but get this. In 2002, he was caught doing this with an inflatable pumpkin. (laughs) <laughs> All right. In 2011, he was caught having intercourse with a pink pool float and arrested. In 2013, he was caught doing this once again in his front yard in front of the neighbor kids. Oh, God. He was sentenced to 11 months in jail this time. Oh, God. But was released early. Now, again, he's been caught with over 70 pool floats that he's stolen. Is there a this, woman this. out there that can go up to that man so he ain't got to use the pool floats? There, there used to be a show on TLC called Strange Fetishes, and, and you know, if pool floats is your thing, then whatever floats your boat, no pun intended, but uh, yeah. Hey, look, if it, if it was in the pool that he's doing this on, that that's pretty impressive in my eyes. Uh, you can do no, that the, on the pool The float. 2013, he was in the front yard. Front yard. Oh, well, oh, okay, well, never mind. This is just weird. Like, who Take does that? Like, I'm craving some pool float. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that rubber. All right, number three, man arrested for his ninth DUI claiming beer is his coffee. Sounds like someone else I know here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with other. <laughs> I'm going to go with other. I'm going to go with the state of Tennessee on that one. Uh, Georgia. I was going to guess Georgia as well. Uh, somewhere it's going to be a little bit lenient on DUI in prison. I know after four in Tennessee, you go to prison. Yeah, it's Florida. Uh, Florida man with eight prior. It would be Florida. It would be Florida. Yeah, he's going to switch it up tonight. Prior DUI. Google Florida, man. <laughs> Google Florida, man. That's all you got to do. Florida man with eight prior DUI convictions is being held on bond after pulling into a fast food restaurant drive through the window while intoxicated. Philip P. Jordan, 58, was arrested after drunk driving or driving drunk into a KFC building. Uh, after being arrested, Jordan told police <laughs> he had drank beer for breakfast and that beer is his coffee. Look, I'm sorry, but this one call me just asked me laugh. Oh, there's a few on here that I've tried not to think about. Too much. Beth, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm way behind. That's a good one. Don't entertain him, Beth. You'll be you'll be sorry. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> All right, number four. Woman arrested four times in 26 hours for playing ACDC's Highway to Hell too loud. 
She sounds like she's make you laugh. Wait, is she, she, she likes to party. Four times? She likes to party. Woman she arrested like fun. four times in 26 hours. How is she getting out? For playing ACDC's Highway to Hell too loud. Arrested four times. How do you get out at that point? You think? I want to think somewhere crowded. So she's got a small apartment in New York City. Yeah, I'll go to New York. Other. Somewhere not the United States. That happened happened in uh, New Hampshire. <laughs> I was close. I was, uh, uh, I was close close close. True story, because I, I looked it up like three or four different times. Uh, she was released, then just released again and picked up and released again. Finally, I guess on the final arrest, the judge suggested a pair of headphones so she could play it as loud as she wanted to. Um, Austin in the Hensley in the comment says had to happen at Q Dogs. Q Dogs. Oh, Q Dogs. knows all about Q Dogs. Here, you know, he's the he's the expert. I, I don't go to Q Dogs. Uh, Josh says get that man a blow up doll, and Beth says I guess the AC. I hope it's ACDC part. Uh, sounds like your mom, <laughs> and not the floats. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to be right back. We're going to do our uh, final, pr- or our, sorry, our weekly predictions, week zero games, and then uh, we're going to do some giveaways. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man here, the Spank. Like myself, DNM fencing are the best in the business today. They can install wood, chain link, vinyl, picket, composed metal, barbed wire. Heck, bring them bamboo sticks, and they can install them things for you too. DNM Fencing, do it right the first time. Their numbers are 865-435-4515 or 865-387-1026. Give my friend Ted a call today. That's DNM Fencing. All right, and we're back. Uh, yeah, Beth clarified. She said it was the ACDC, so that's, that's comforting to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't want to call your mama out like that. Uh, Matthew Dagley says, is Eric Ainge and Brian Rice aware of these? I don't think these are suitable for radio. I'd say Cumulus don't, don't let them get like we do on here. <laughs> uh, all right, so week zero, game one, Ohio at San Diego State. I got San Diego State University. They are a two-point favorite, so I got them. Thank you for saying the right pronunciation of it. You know, I, I figured I'd be proper for once. But Ohio's going to win. The MAC conference is always tough. Like, with each other, that's why they always go even. But they're a tough conference to beat. I, I've got Ohio as well. They have just too much offense for San Diego State. See, I said San Diego again. Uh, they got a returning quarterback who put up over 3,000 yards last year, so I like Ohio to win this one. All right, so we've got a split already. That's good. I was, I was – I was worried about week zero. There's not a whole lot of competition. So, um, all right. So, game two, Navy and Notre Dame. God, I wish Navy would pull it out, man. I want Navy to win so bad, but it's in Ireland. They're already a 20-point favorite right now. Um, they ended the year last year better than they started. Um, I think they'll have some momentum going into it. I got Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame's going to win this game handily. 
I got the team that's going to play nothing but cupcakes all year except for a couple games, Notre Dame. <laughs> Navy kind of cripples themselves in a way. I mean, they do a lot of triple option. Not as much as they used to, but they still do a too much triple option. All right, game three, San Jose State and USC. Wasted time, Spank. Oh, okay, I was going to let, you know, Champ go first, but I'll go, okay? Cause, You're listed first. Because I'm the, the draw here. Um, But I want to go with number six, uh, USC, just like everybody else. They're a 31-point favorite, and uh, obviously Vegas knows something, and uh, I think USC and Lincoln Riley are going to keep on rolling. I think USC shows off a little. I got them winning by four touchdowns. That's the USC thing to do. USC, uh, Caleb Williams is going to have a good year this year. I'm going to stick by it. USC is going to be a top dog in college football. All right. And and now we've got uh, Hawaii at Vanderbilt. I'm going to go with, uh, and I cannot believe this. You know what? I ain't ain't going to switch it up here. Even though they are a 17-point favorite, which I never thought I'd see the day that Vanderbilt is favored over somebody by 17 points, I'm going with the Hawaiians. Oh, wow. I am. Because Vanderbilt, they're going to be all confused about why their stadium is just a hot bar mess. They can't even make their entrance that they normally do. I don't know how they're going to enter the stadium. It's under construction. They're going to have to wear a hard hat just to get to the field. You know, know, Spank, as as much as I I, I like you and – and you're saying that Hawaii is simply awful. They're, they're, they're terrible. And their stadium may be worse than Vanderbilt's, the way I understand it. They're, they're having all kinds of problems down there. And uh, I, I'll be surprised if they survived uh, the year, to be quite honest. Uh, Vanderbilt is still an SEC team for some reason. They did go 5-7 and seven last Baseball. year. Uh, they have some good wide receivers coming back in a, in a decent quarterback. So uh, Vanderbilt's going to win this game in front of all 4,000 fans. I got Vanderbilt, too. I mean – yeah, they're, they're the SEC. They got they have to win this. But how do, how do you think Vanderbilt – like, Vanderbilt is the lead-off SEC school this year. Like, and it's week zero. That's not a good thing. Like, you don't put teams in week zero for no reason. That's just the bum-ass teams. It's the referee shortage, pal. I've got Vandy as well. Have I even been making my picks? You oh, know yeah. what you picked. Okay. You know. I got you. It's making sure. All right. Then we've got UTEP, the Miners, Corbin's Miners oh, at God. Jacksonville. Cole Miner's daughter. Watch Jack- out for Loretta Lynn over here. At Jacksonville State. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with UTEP here. And I didn't want to, but they are favored in this game. And I didn't feel like pissing off Corbin because I know the Miners are a touchy subject for him. So, we'll. Uh, when searching for, you know, some research on these games, this is the – this is the game of the week as far as the point spread goes. It's a it's a one point either direction, but I, I did take UTEP as well. Everybody knows who I got. I got old UTEP over here, Gavin Hordison, quarterback, coming back second year. Going to lead UTEP to a bowl game, get a bowl win, like I said earlier. And UTEP's defense this year is going to be improved because they got a lot of veterans coming back. Yeah, I've got UTEP as well. Uh it's going to be a good game, but I think Jacksonville State probably lost quite a bit when Dion left. Um, FIU, Louisiana Tech. The Bulldogs. Waiting on you, big Louisiana dog. Tech by 14 since I'm Spanks just, not paying attention. I'm just – I'm trying to read the comments. There are some people saying some same things. Uh, but I'm going to go with Louisiana Tech in this one. Uh, 
That I that's just who I pick, pal. I ain't got nothing else to say. Corbin? Uh, I'm going to Louisiana Tech. Uh didn't we have a coach come from Louisiana Tech? I ain't sure. He was yeah, locking it. Yeah. Orange britches. Derek Daly. <laughs> yeah. I've got uh, Louisiana Tech as well. UMass at New Mexico State. And we got to give a score for this one to help with the tiebreaker. Uh, next, you, uh, I, went, I went back and forth with this one, really did. But for this one, I think I'm going to go with uh, New Mexico State on this one. What's your score, Spank? Score, I'm going to go... Man, this is this is a hard one right here. That's what she said. Um, I'm gonna go with 27-21. This is a pretty good matchup. I've got New Mexico State winning the game. Uh, Vegas says the over under is 44 points, so I'm gonna stick right at that and go New Mexico State 24 to 20. Be honest, both teams got awful. Every year, UMass has only been a program since like 2010, 2011, something like that. Quickly transferred to Division One college football. New Mexico State's my pick. Uh, not much I can say. Just New Mexico State, 42 to 24. Like, oh, it's way over. 42-24. I've got New Mexico State as well. I've got 24-10 is what I'm gonna go with. Um, all right, it's giveaway time. So we'll ask the, I'll hit some comments. Uh, in the meantime, share this out, and uh, hopefully somebody can win Chick-fil-A gift card, some MLB baseball cards, some vintage Tennessee cards, and some decals. I'm going to hit the comment box. Uh, Kurt Kazana says, hopefully Spank and I can make up. And by the way, why, do, why does Spank know who that masked man was? I don't know what you're talking about, pal. You don't know? I don't know what you're talking uh, about. Austin says Dooley came from Louisiana Tech. I was thinking, like, hey, y'all, it's the Vol Daddy. The CNT. I was thinking current coaches. Let's mess that up. All right. How many people we got at watch? Let me check. A few. Yeah, we got plenty. All right. Trivia question. First one that I see comments, um, the right answer wins. What are they going to win? I just said it. Chick-fil-A gift card. He's worried about Coke Kazan over there. He's worried about Coke over there. Kirk's got him stimulated. I don't worry about him. All right. You notice I wore Coke Kazan at AEW, not a spanky shirt. Time Kirk is be you guys quit the chimp sitting right here. All right, y'all help me in the comments. Okay, so I don't want to. I don't want to pick the wrong one. All right, which former Tennessee baseball player owns the record for most consecutive scoreless innings? Do 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 do
Robin Sheldon says Dicky. Nope, it is not Dicky. Nope. Come on, people. We don't want to be here all night. Read it. Uh, Dalton Roberts. Anybody beat Dalton? I don't have anybody. Nope. Uh, yeah, Austin. I got Austin Hensley above. Let's see. Yeah, I got Austin my, Hensley. My comments are coming through. So. Yeah, I've got Austin Hensley, and then I've got yeah, it's Austin Hensley. Yep, Todd Helton is the right answer. Todd Helton had uh, forty-seven consecutive consecutive scoreless innings as a pitcher. That's a lot. That is a lot. Message me, Austin. I'll get that. I'll get that to you, man. Congratulations on winning. Uh, good show today. Did y'all have fun. Great show today. Good show. The spank is back. So hey, it's always a good day. Next episode, whoever the the loser is of of the prediction of the games, they'll draw out of a hat. And uh, oh, so we are doing. Yeah, the next one. So so. So the winner of uh, the loser of this. The loser. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. I, sorry. I, yeah, the loser of the games we predicted. They have to draw out of a hat, and they have a punishment. They have to do the punishment, or they have to donate twenty-five dollars to their uh, charity Spank of their choice. So, the, one so the charity of our choice. Yeah, it's not yourself. It's not the Spank Bank. It's not. You said the charity of my no, choice. No, it's got to be actual charity. I'll find out. I'll find one. Like the Valdez. Hey, Luke, well, like why don't, don't we, don't we modify that and just keep a running pool in here? Of, of donation, and then we'll all do one big donation to a charity. We could do and that. And we could all choose. We could do that. We could put a, yeah, just a money pool, and then at the end we can, we can donate it to, I don't know, something. We'll Local food I, I got something. a good charity in mind. I got a good one. Yeah, we're going to vote on that. <laughs> I got a good one. You already thinking about losing? No, I'm not. But I'm just, yeah. I always got a backup plan. My charity is going to be the Dan Winkle Wheelchair Foundation. All right. Thank all y'all for watching, uh, and we'll be back next week. We might empty this up to two a week uh, when Tennessee football starts. Ten days. Ten days. Get balls deep.